special guest is hip-hop and R&B artist Delta D's. We got a lot to get into this week, fellas. So, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, brother, take it away. And we hope you all have an amazing weekend. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitts, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard <laughs> Gang. And as long is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 145, five away from 150, and I am joined, as always, back this week. He's not sick. It's like we flip-flopped on him. Joining us this week, my, my co-host, Mr. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, how you doing today, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. Staying hydrated, you feel me? Glad to hear you feeling good. Our guy, Doom, will be back next week. Doom has an internet outage at in Las Vegas. And Vegas out here tripping, bro. fucking up his shit, and I know my nigga is salty. But... Yeah, so Doom will be back next week. But yeah, so this is episode 145. This week we have a special guest, a uh, hip-hop artist, R&B artist, Delta D's will be on. And before the interview with Delta, we are doing now, I, I put out on Twitter, I told everybody, if you want to submit a song to be premiered on the podcast, we will listen to all the songs and then we'll choose one each week. And if your song didn't get chosen on the week that you sent it, it will be recycled to the next week. And maybe it might get chosen unless some hot fire coming in. You know, it just it's, it's, it might get chosen. It, it might I, get chosen. Like, and look, we're not charging money. So it's it's all about if your song is good. And funny enough, I was going to choose this dude's song, even if he wasn't with the interview. But we got an unreleased world premiere from Delta D's, and that'll be right before the interview. And I'm so excited for my drops and all my drop voice, because I got, got everything ready. I can hear you. I was like, keep it bright <laughs> World premiere, premiere, premiere. So that'll be coming up, as well as bros who ball. But first off, let's start off, get all the sad stuff out of the way. Rest in peace to Betty White. Rest in peace to Lil Richard. Rest in Betty peace. Wright. Betty Wright? It was her name Betty Wright. It's not Betty Wright. It's, oh, I thought you said Betty White. I got scared. No, no, no. Betty Christ. Wright. Betty Wright. Yeah. Don't kill the wrong white woman. <laughs> yeah, Betty Wright. And then rest in peace, Andre Harrell, Lil Richard. And then uh I, I I'm sorry I don't know your name. I just know it's Jerry Seinfeld's father. Oh, I think <laughs> his real name is Jerry Stiller. Because he's Ben Stiller's father. Oh, he's not Seinfeld's father. Oh, he was he was Seinfeld's father yeah, in, the, in the show. In the show. But in yeah. real life, he's Ben Stiller's father. Okay, yeah. that's Jerry Stiller. Rest in peace to him. Uh, rest in peace to all the legends we lost this week. Sad stuff, man. But at least all the people were were except Andre Harrell. He was he was a little he was young, but everybody else was yeah, old. It was, it, was, up. Yeah. it was their time to go. But still, rest in peace and prayers to the families, bro. I gotta start off with Mother's Day because the internet is fucking ridiculous. I'm so sick of people our age, bro. If your mom does not have a fucking Twitter or Instagram, why the fuck are we posting, oh, happy Mother's Day to my one true love. I love you. Uh, hearts and kisses. Like, bro, your mama not gonna see this. This is for yourself. Self-gratification. We gotta stop this self-gratification nonsense. Get out and go tell your mom you love her in public. I get if you got a baby mama on the internet. I get if your girl has a child, she on the internet. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all the people who are saying today, mamas who I know damn well don't have Instagram. Hey, Am I man. hating? Is that some hating shit? Nah, because I'm about to I'm about to double down on that hating. <laughs> if you think that I'm about to shit. 
comment on your post shouting yourself out for Mother's Day, you got another thing coming, bitch. Listen, if you over here looking for self-gratification, if I see Happy Mother's Day to me on your post, I scrolled. I didn't like none of them. Like, you know why? Because what's worse than you shouting at your mom who not going to see it on Twitter is you trying Shout to get out yourself. tell you that you a good mom. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh shit! And where's the where's the love? Because on Father's Day, niggas like to do this. Happy Father's Day to all the single mamas whose moms and dads. Where does Happy Mother's Day to all the dads who are moms and dads? Well, where my single dad love at? That ain't happening, bro. Never. But we gonna give it shout out. Happy Mother's Day to all the single fathers over here at the Bros who think we salute you. But Happy Mother's Day to all the mamas because we we love y'all ladies like we really do. But just see, stop shouting yourself out. Yeah, stop stop shouting yourself out, and then all you all you self gratification motherfuckers who are posting your mama on the internet, y'all go tell her you love her in real life. Only got Facebook, and then the the shitty thing is they're not even posting it on Facebook. you don't want your mama to see. Like, that's crazy. You just want likes. That's nuts to me. I was I was mind blown the whole day because I literally woke up, like I told you, like we've been texting. I've been waking up at every day at like five, six for the past three to four days because I've been going to sleep early. And in that early morning, I, I usually meditate, reflect, and then check and check business shit, get everything going for the day. And then I, it was Mother's Day, so I was like, oh, let me spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes to, talking to my mom just making sure she's right. straight, letting her know I love her because I can't really go over there for corona and that's, shit. And that, but that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed it's to not about her. a post. Like, yeah, yeah, go talk to your mom, FaceTime your mama. And that if shit. you feel like you want to make a post after, cool, do it. Do it, but yeah, at least talk to her. And look, I may be misconstrued. Like, y'all might have talked to y'all mamas, but it just Doubt didn't it. seem like y'all did. It did not seem like y'all did. Oh, man. All right, let's get to some more crazy shit and ridiculous nonsense. Louisiana's opening up, brother. Phase one. I will not be out there. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I knew this was happening because uh, the talks around the, the newsroom and the, the cycles were saying that the the northern, the central and northern parts of the state, the you know, the representatives are the so rednecks red, were gonna so run red up that they were going to either run up on John Bell, obey him, or run up on him at Capitol Hill. You feel me? Look. So his point was like, I know who wants to stay in home, and they'll stay, which is basically Us. everybody on the other side of the river. <laughs> you know, that's where his blue supporters are for the most part. Is on the other side of the river, so he knows that over there in Baton Rouge and in. in and in um, New Orleans and New Orleans metro area, they're probably gonna stay inside for a little bit longer. They need to. We should. We all need to. But on this side, <laughs> and above Opelousas, it was never gonna stay. It was never gonna stick. It was never gonna stick because they were, barely, they were barely quarantined. I'm telling you the truth. I went up there. They out there chilling. <laughs> niggas all chilling everywhere. That's how you niggas gonna die. Like, stay your ass at your fucking house. And look, John Bell, I need some more backbone from you. You are a leader. Fuck these rednecks talking about they're gonna run up on you, nigga. Get your get the National Guard down here. But see, you don't have Trump support because you're a Democrat. So. Yeah, so that was his that was his problem. And that's why all the other states around here wasn't messing with him because um they wasn't messing with him because they're all red around here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the only one that messed with him, I think, was uh was Arkansas. And I don't even know if he read. I think he just cool with John with, with JB. <laughs> we would have been fucked if it was Rasponi. We'd have been oh, yeah, fucked. Bro. Come he would have kept niggas working the whole time. It'd have, it'd have we'd have been, been open. We'd have been open May first. Yo, with, with, with the barbershops open, he would have did the full open, bro. 
He I had to talk to my barber. Tools. I was like, look, we gonna, I'm not going to come into the shop Friday or early next week, but you can come to my house late next week and come cut my hair, or we can meet at a distinct location late at night. But I just don't want to be around nobody when I cut my hair. He's I like, I got lie. you. I got a cut. I know, I see. <laughs> I see. Acting like you ain't getting no cut. You part the problem too, nigga. I didn't, no, no, no. It was at a disclosed location. Okay, was, that's okay, all I'm gonna say. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. no, he, we texted him and he said, um, me, him, here, six o'clock, blah, blah, blah. It was me and one of my friends that I've been quarantining with the whole time. So oh, yeah, really. It wasn't like it was new germs or nothing like that. Facts, then, facts. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna be a little suitcase with all his stuff in it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Ooh. I'm going to be in the building or at an undisclosed location very soon enough to get a haircut because I don't yeah. want you niggas come and follow me. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah man. We opening up and it's just, it's we're going to see how it works, but the second wave about to hit us. I'm just ready for the stimulus check part two. <laughs> Did you see LA is staying closed through July? Three months! Yeah. <laughs> Three fucking months. It's going to be Absolutely nuts. All I'm excited for is basketball. They said if a player get it, that player just can't play. And they're keeping it pushing. They're going to say we about to hoop at undisclosed locations, no fans. I'm ready for sports to come back. But it's just going to be interesting to see how this corona shit affects with the second wave because it's coming. Wave part two. And then don't, yeah. let, don't let wave two hit when tropical storms and hurricanes hitting. And Ooh. see, that's the thing is that I think that will happen because... <laughs> The That's problem that the problem that people haven't realized yet is that history repeats itself, but the majority of the ignorant don't know the history, right? Mm -hmm. So the Spanish flu three years. Almost all of those pandemics with a disease that actually broke out was three years. It took three years for everybody in the whole world to gain immunity to it. It took three years for us to come up with a vaccine that people were comfortable taking. We got we got some waves, baby. Yeah. Look, it's gonna be like surfing in Hawaii. All right, we got some waves. Coming. I'm about to hit Bow Wow up for my money back for the Millennium Tour. <laughs> I need my, I got that for my girlfriend because she wants okay, to go good, see your money. Yeah, no, that wasn't just me. Come on, fam. I was come on, B. Come, come on, B. You know me better than that. That was for my girl to go see Omarion and Ashanti. That was not for me. I needed the an answer, so I was gonna wait. I'm like, bro, you better clarify right now why you bought Millennium Tour tickets. And I'm glad you did. Yeah, it was, it was Christmas I present for my you. girl. The <laughs> niggas, the niggas said we just we not giving money back. Just hold on, y'all go wait. We gonna get the day back. Nah, nigga, it, run it me my. No, it was in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Okay, I thought yeah. it was Baton Rouge. Yeah. Run me my coins, nigga. I need my money back, bow. <laughs> it's it's hard times out here. I'm waiting for stimulus check part two. Trumpito. You know it's hard time for him, bro. Come oh on. yeah, it's hard. He was looking rough on IG. He trying to keep everybody coins. I see that nigga looking all scraggly. <laughs> but you better save them that them like mic checks, nigga. <laughs> it ran out. Come on, dog. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man, something else we got that's just crazy. Protesters were calling for gyms to be reopened in Florida by doing push-ups and squats outside the Clearwater Courthouse. Florida niggas gotta be the absolute dumbest. So you tell me you need a gym to be open to do what y'all doing? Right out here. Right here? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I get, I get you need weights, but like y'all proving y'all getting y'all work on right now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like when I saw that, I was like, so what would be the difference between you yeah. doing push-ups and squats here and at the park, right? If you were social distancing at the park, you can get all your workouts in. Cause I seen the videos on YouTube. You can do all those uh, calisthenic workouts 
Yep. And still keep your tone, you keep still keep your your, your gains or whatever you they want to call them. You could do dips, pull-ups, a full body. Yeah, nigga. What point are you trying to prove by doing push-ups and squats? At I'm the courthouse. <laughs> white people, bro. White people in Florida is absolutely nuts, but niggas in Florida too nuts. It's just the state of Florida has to be the dumbest Americans. Like Florida. Yeah. It's the wildest. It makes no sense, bro. Like, did you see them at the beaches, bro? Like, I think I seen, I think I see the video of them doing push-ups side by side with the <laughs> beaches crowded in Clearwater. And I'm like, Clearwater mayor is not getting real. No. Are you throwing the towel right now? Or them people gonna start dying. And I, and I shouldn't laugh at that, but like, yeah, like it's just the truth. He's not getting reelected, so he might as well just start doing whatever. He might as well start embezzling or something. Like, because it don't even matter at this point, because like. What are you doing, bro? Bezzling. Brooklyn and you see some of them? Bezzling. Some of them is like, uh, <laughs> some of the mayors are like taking it back. They're like, nah, nah, we're closing the, the beaches again because y'all wild. <laughs> y'all wild. I'm closing it. Like, <laughs> you should know them in the first place, nigga. Yeah. These people just don't know what to do. They're just being bullied and shit. Like I said, I said Dang, this bro. last week, it's going to take for a family member to die for, fa- for people to start realizing. Oh, yeah. It's going to take personal experiences and then they're going to stop moving. But, who I'm not gonna be outside for the uh when um, when Louisiana reopens so whatever. Uh, next up we got let's see where we're going. Man, look, this is a topic I wanted to discuss before we get into some music shit. Uh, Boosie was on IG Live talking not about banned yet. Yeah, no, he's not banned yet. He's not canceled. And I think we already knew this, but he doubled down on it, and Twitter went nuts. Boosie, and I asked my girlfriend about this, and she was like, are you about to embarrass me on, on the pod? And I was like, no, no, no. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it before I just said my thoughts on the pod, just to see where see if we align on the same level. But Boosie is paying for his sons and nephews to have sex with prostitutes. Is that okay as a father? <laughs> no. I, I, I did see that, though. I did see that. And, and I uh, was hoping that it was something else that I didn't see, but... <laughs> My thing is, why prostitutes, bro? Yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend was like, how does he know they're clean? <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's the biggest issue here. Like, who's, who's, you know better than this, right? How and many then, of your, 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 uh, your colleagues, I'm going to call them his colleagues, got herpes for life? A lot. A why lot. would you not? Why would you not? <sighs> And then another thing is they 12, 13, 14. Like, that's too young for these little boys to be fucking. Like, I get... Prostitutes at that. I get in the 90s, people was having sex at 13, 12, 14. Also, isn't sex supposed to be like... And I'm not one of these people that's like, wait till you're married, but isn't your first time supposed to be special? Like, I regret my first time. Like, 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 I don't regret that, The like... Because I don't want to shit on this girl. I don't want her to think I'm shitting on her. But I regret not waiting for someone I loved. I just threw it out. Just was like, let's get it. <laughs> it's too long. All my niggas fucked. I got I to gotta get it in quick. But listen, that's what it is, man. It is what it is. And I love how you said the 90s. Because I hear stories every day about these girls losing it at 14 still. To this day. Like I said before, I'm going to say it again. Shout out to Cobo High School out here. Like, yeah, y'all here doing the damn thing, right? <laughs> Shit. And they had, at my high school, they had, and I'm not going to say their names because these are two of my friends to this day, but these two bitches had uh, a competition to see who they could lo- lose their virginity first in the eighth grade. 
See, and, yo, look, that's what I'm saying. A lot of girls are saying the summer before high school, I had to lose. I'm like, say that statement one more time. You said you had to lose it? Okay, you nuts. That's why you toxic now. Boosie is toxic, bro. I Boosie lucky he ain't get canceled yet. His fans are just not the canceling type because... No, they're not. I'm just saying, like, IG needs to ban him from going live. That's my issue. Like, he needs to be... His video needs to be flagged. Like, if it's not a picture, flag it. Why? His fans, his fans would never cancel him. My question is, why... Some things you need to keep to your house. Like, we don't need to know you you paying for your children and nephews to fuck prostitutes. Boosie let us know everything. That's crazy, bro. Oh, shit. Boosie Boo is wildin'. Let's get to some more music, niggas, wildin'. Your state... Your city, bro, y'all look bad out here in these streets, bro. Y'all's king is back. The king is back. The king of New York, Snitch Nine. And look, I'm not supporting none of this. I'm not going to tag him and do a little Six Tech Nine hashtag because this is not to me. And I had a conversation with someone from New York who is a fan of anime talk. Shout out to my guy, Haz. Uh, He was like, I don't support 6ix9ine, but you got to understand everybody in the situation is wrong. They're murders. And when I was like, no, 100%. But I was just like, I'm not glorifying a snitch. I'm just not. I'm not going. I don't accept the excuse of, oh, they was fucking my baby mamas. They was doing all. Bro, you put hits out on Chief Keith and Tato. Like, you did a crime, too. You What about all these hits you putting on people? What about all this shit you did? Yeah, you got done in wrong. I'm not going to sit here and justify snitching because... You're not a civilian. You knew what you was doing. So right. you got yourself in that situation. If they was fucking just my baby mama and shit, oh, I'm stitching on them niggas because I'm a civilian. But like, you part the game. You you joined in, didn't read the terms and conditions. Now you're yeah. mad because <laughs> the terms and conditions is what's bringing brought to light. And I'm like, nah, dog, you should have known from the jump. You want to be cool with them. And it's funny to me because it's like, there's so many of my friends that are like, bro, if I see you bumping his music, if I hear you listening to his music, this and that, unfriend me right now. If he was on his IG, unfollow me right now. They're like, he gained followers from somewhere. But the thing is, the thing that I had to tell other people, my friends in New York, is that most of that, the uh, new followers he got, he's got a lot of mainstream followers in the entire country. Yeah. It's not just that Northeast region. No, it's he, a bunch of like white kids. Mainstream. Exactly. He's mainstream in the entire country. And that's why it looks like the, the Northeast is entertaining him, but it's really his fans from coast to coast. No, 100%. Really but scary. see, you know what's, what's crazy? The funny thing is he's sick and you could tell he's sick. You could tell it's eating him up inside the fact that yeah, he making money and yeah, he had 1.2 million followers on there, but he hates the fact that a lot of people consider him a snitch. He hate, you could tell he hates the rat shit and he was trying to throw it in rapper's face by having the rat emoji on his face in his video and shit. But you could just by you hear his voice and the fact how it's like, expl- every time he talk in live is explanation, explanation, explanation. Nigga, you is sick. I could tell you don't like the fact you people think of you as a rat. Like you're trying to make it cool, but it hurts you on the inside to know that you lost some of your credibility and you can't rap like you used to. And on top of that, I don't think it'll work. I mean, like at this point, now his best bet is, well, no, his best bet is out the window because the only way he would have been able to survive something like this is if he rode the clout, went on tour, and collected as much money as he could. No tour. He can't go on tour. 
Yep, he got to hope. Go anywhere. He's he got to hope he that he could get YouTube streams. Like he better hope YouTube niggas trying to donate money to him on them lives, <laughs> like yeah, they was doing a Tory. That's uh, it. Funny enough, shout out to Mikey Hooks. We was talking on Twitter. So one of the people who listen, he's a good friend of mine. He was like, "What do you do if you're a rapper? If Six Nine asks you for a freestyle, do you say yes, get the instant clout of all of his fans, but then lose all of the urban black radio community?" He was, and I was like. That is true. I was like, you can't, if you're a black artist, you can't do it. If you're a white or Latino artist, you could get away with it. But I think his best bag is to just start making Spanish, mu- Spanish music. Nah, That's bro. what he needs to do. The Spanish music is not. It's just, the, the funny thing is that those Spanish dudes are so good right now. They don't need him. They don't. So I don't know where he's going to go. That's the thing. That's why that's, like his best that, bet is out but, the window. Because but no, dudes, but that's why he needs to do it. Like, maybe he won't be able to get a feature with Bad Bunny or... Um, J Balvin. J Balvin or... Uh, what's that? Uh, Nicky Jam. He might not yeah. get it with them three niggas, but like, shit. Get you one of the up-and-coming Spanish... They're not going to turn it down. It's different. It's different than that. It might, because see, the thing is, it's like the Spanish community is a lot like Atlanta. Mm. Nikki Jam and them, they throw features to the young dudes. That's the thing. They don't, and if you can get one from them, why do you want it from 6 9 So True. right now, I don't know what he's gonna do. I don't know if his next album will have anybody on there that is willing or worried about being credible. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever is on his next album is gonna be a bunch of who? Yeah. Where he from? Let me Google him real quick. And then you lost radio because I know Charlemagne and them not playing you. Not I know because if if you if LA stations, New York stations, Atlanta stations play them, you're gonna lose the credibility with other artists. And, and you know not, Chicago not playing them. Yeah, you're not jeopardizing and you're not jeopardizing that credentials. The only person that's jeopardizing their career is academics because he is just a, a nut. Academics to me should be way bigger than what he is. He shouldn't have to chase around 6ix9ine, but he fumbled his fucking career. I can't, I, I can't stress that enough, how much Act fumbled the rock. Bro, like... He should be bigger than like, what he is. He should, like... It's, it's so a hard, shame. Bro. It's hard. Like, it's like a kick return, and you you somebody come up behind you and pop the ball out on, like, the two-yard line. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, at the, exactly at the two. How That's exactly that? what it is. How did you Dumb. manage that? Nigga is dumb, but I, again, like I said, six nine not supporting snitch nine is just hilarious. What's going on in New York? Y'all just got a bunch of goofy niggas just doing shit. Like, Did what is see? up with little TJ and then all the the hybrid shit? Nobody, <laughs> nobody has no idea, bro. I that still, nigga fucked the baby. My like, what? Hey, boogie you should have punched that nigga in the mouth. <laughs> to this day, I'm trying to figure out like who even gave this ugly nigga clout in the first place, right? And then on top of that, I'm thinking to myself like. A Boogie know that his baby mamas do anything for a dollar, right? Yeah. Why do we even? We're not even shocked, right? We're not even shocked. I'm not shocked. I don't even know if A Boogie was really shocked about it. Because, <laughs> I mean, only thing she hurting is his street cred. And to her, she don't even fuck about his street cred, right? Because he's not with her. Yeah. So, like, it, this shit is nuts to me. But did you see that uh, that food the the, the, yeah. the company <laughs> feeding the children didn't want six nines money. Keep that dirty rat money to yourself, nigga. We not feeding the children with that. <laughs> that has to be the highlight of the week. Like, how I, could you imagine how he felt when they sent the money back? Like, <laughs> and, and of course he gonna say, "Oh, y'all don't want to feed the kids, no, nigga. Keep your rat money. We good. <laughs> said, we'll find Me- another way." Meek Mill and Jay Z sent us some money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's yo. yo, that's nuts though. Cause like 
they shouldn't have that, that. They shouldn't be that type of way. But they was like, nah, we don't want that dirty money. That's crazy. <laughs> like, the fact that they said, we don't want that money. I forgot about that. That's absolutely hilarious. Oh, shit. Let's jump into music. I want to congratulate Doja Cat, Nicki Minaj, Meg Thee Stallion, and Beyonce. The first time we got four African-Americans on the top 100 at the same time. But now it's time to kill Doja Cat and Nicki. Uh, Nicki verse was fire. Good for her. I was, her verse was not bad. But Doja, how you going to tell people you going to put your titties out on the internet for a number one hit and then don't do it? Look, I loved your music without you saying that. You didn't have to show your titties. I would have streamed it. But I do not appreciate the lies. No, yeah, Gotta call was, a spade a spade. That was corny, to say the least. Super and corny. I didn't even know about it until it hit number one and I was scrolling Me through. Me either. And then I saw that she posted that. And I was like, why would you post that? So when I saw that, I'm like, what? And I'm like, how many horny 13-year-old boys did you get? So oh, there's a video on? on Twitter right now going around of like a nigga got seven phones and he just streaming. And then when Doja Cat went on live, he was zooming in and screen like screen shooting all of her cleavage. And it wasn't even out. I was just like, bro, what are we doing? Like you <laughs> niggas are disgusting in Corona. I will say though, whoever the little horny boy was, it was great <laughs> cinematic photography. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. It was hilarious. But <laughs> at the same time, yeah, no, she was corny for that. Big time. Super corny. Like, let your music do the speaking for yourself, girl. Like, there's no need. But that's the only reason why it went one. She she didn't want to lose to Meg. And Meg, if I'm Meg, I'm salty. I'm not. Because she knows that once hers gets on top with Beyonce, it's going to be there longer than Say So was. Say So may not even be there by the end of this weekend. That's true, because it's not even like niggas not even really streaming that no more because they were just trying to see your titties. And crazy that that's shame. Nikki's first number one. And she's not, not posting it. Why that's not crazy? She posted. Oh, she did. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah, she... I wanna. I wanna thank all my uh, all my fans and and I wanna you know thank Doja Cat for reaching out to me and blah 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 and this and that. We finally did it. I saw. I, you know, I had to look for it. You know me. So, you know damn, me. Damn, I'm shocked she pulls those stats because I thought that would be embarrassing. Like Why? the only because it's like you the stat queen. And, and not the only stat that really matters, you got only on a feature because a bitch said she was going to show her titties and didn't. Because she trash, <laughs> bruh. And it's funny because of all the songs that were up there, I seen that they, they, you know, they put like all the songs that she has. That's, she's, she's got a lot of songs that were in the top 10. But just didn't but make most money. of those are features. Yeah, a lot, I know. Of those, a lot of those are features. Drake features, Drake and Wayne Made features. Me Proud, Lil Wayne features, uh, the joint uh, Monster. Uh, yep. There's a lot of those things, but she do she do like Super Bay. She had a couple. Of I those thought Anaconda would have got Anaconda. One. I want to say was either two or three. Mm, okay, one of those songs were two or three. Yeah, really? one of those one of those dance songs that she made were either two or three. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to Doja, I guess. But this brought up an interesting topic on the internet, and I didn't ask my girl about this because I just wanted to do it. This is not disrespectful to nobody. So, uh, it was fuck, Mary kill. Doja Cat, Meg, and Kylie Jenner. And I and I saw a lot of people just saying we're gonna kill Kylie, but it was like Kylie a billionaire. I think I think Kylie might have to get married in this situation. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, <laughs> if she's not the obvious choice for the marry option, I, I, you gotta you gotta pull out the six nine again. Yeah. Are you stupid? Like what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Who okay, so I'm glad we both on the same page if we marrying uh Kylie. The question is who are you killing? Because oh, yeah. Oh, you killing Doja? I was thinking about killing Meg. Well, look, if 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 I'm being honest, of which one I'd rather fuck, 
Megan. But if it wasn't, if Kylie wasn't that other person, right, to be the the, the married, because I was then Doja's getting married. Then Doja would be getting married because yeah. she's weird, and I fuck with that. Yeah, same. I feel like Megan I like the nerdiness. Absolutely crazy. Megan would be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like in terms of which one would probably knock my socks off. I'd be stupid if I said it wasn't Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. No, I feel that. Niggas gonna say I'm crazy, but I'm killing Meg, man. Meg gotta go. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just... glad that we's on the same page for the married part. Yeah. Because <laughs> I saw niggas just saying, oh, so we not choosing our black queens. I was like, it don't have nothing to do with that. That bitch is a billionaire. I don't have no money. <laughs> Wait, that's the my check. Money talks bullshit walks, right? Exactly. Got or, all the talking. Or if I can't marry her, then I'm choosing a fucker and I'm fucking raw to, to trap exactly. her ass and then give me some child support. Not many girls that I trap, but... I That's trap one of ass. them. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Oh, shit. All right, next up. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't ask your girl. No, couldn't. That's something that I just, we just had to do. Yeah. We just had to get done on the pod. But uh, next up, versus this weekend, Ludacris versus Nelly. I got Nelly winning, man. I've had to pull out my Air Force one. That one, <laughs> I've played nine, had Air Force one since Nelly was hot. But uh, <laughs> who you got winning? I do think, I, do think um, I don't know. Because what I've learned from the mainstream stuff is, from the versus stuff, I mean, is that it's more about who's relevant right now mm. and who more people will. Um, or if you have nostalgic hits and Nelly got yeah. nostalgic hits. That's my thing. Like Nelly can has bigger songs, but can he go 20 rounds? That's you got to have 20 well, songs. And I don't I have 20 songs, bro. but Luda shouldn't be able to play his features because Luda should not be able to play. All I do is win. No. And you know, what's crazy is he won't have to. The songs on his albums, bro, on first three out, like, there's there's probably two or three hits on Nelly's first three albums, right? Each. Yeah. There's probably like six hits on Ludacris's first album. Like, well, shit. I mean, Nellyville got hot in here. Them boys, uh, Air Force Ones. That's three. Dilemma four. He got Work It, Justin Timberlake five. He got uh, I think that might be it. Like five on Nellyville, and then the next one. Oh, I don't know. That's just dirty. Nelly weird. Then on the sweat one, he got. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Nelly gonna win, man. No, like, I don't. I don't think he gonna win, I, bro. He, he does. Got, he does have bigger hits, like you said. Like yeah, Air he got bigger one and Hot in Here are big songs. But and he got grills. But like the thing is, I that don't was know the only got, one I could think of. I don't know if he got twenty songs. Where he don't got twenty songs, bro. Let I don't know see. what he gonna play. I, that's why I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it because. I want to see... I what do you do after 10? Yeah. I want to see the last 10 rounds. I don't care for the first 10 rounds because yeah. I know what he's going to play. I want to hear what he plays on the back end. When when Nelly pulls out, like, um, if I take one... I mean, when Ludacris pulls out, if I take one more drink and, and, and like, unpredictable, like, yeah, he get into his bag? His big feature bag. Yeah. What are you going to do then? Because, like, your feature bag is weak. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and then, like, word of mouth and then uh, chicken and beer, like, Splash Waterfalls is a hit. Uh, Stand Up is a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, screwed Up, Little Flip, that's a hit. Diamond in the Back, that's a hit. Uh, and this is all off chicken and beer. The Chingy features a hit. And then uh, Roll Out, Area Codes, Move Bitch. Like, Ludacris got enough hits to last them first 10 rounds by himself. And then after that, like, number one spot. 
And then yeah. after the first 10, that's when you bust out the feet. If I'm loot, I'm, I'm busting out all the features after 10 rounds. Oh, yeah. Like, without a doubt, bro. I'm, I'm busting them out, and I'm looking at him like this. Yeah. Because, like, what is Nelly featured on? You're right. Yeah. I think this conversation changed my thing, because at first I said on Twitter, I was like, my early thoughts is Nelly. But actually, looking at Luda, all of Luda's features, yeah, Luda might win. Like, Luda. when... Right before, I think that's why he was able to make that jump into movies so successfully because Luda's his 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 clout, not his clout, but his his momentum was so strong that he could have honestly went into anything after that, and it would have been great. Exactly, and that's why Fast and the Furious chose him because they wanted Ja Rule at first because of what you just said, the momentum shit and how many songs. But the next best guy, the most popping nigga, was Luda. So exactly. it made it made sense. So yeah, I think I'm gonna rock with Luda as well. All right, next up we got. Let's see what we got on the docket. Next up, uh, Zion got paid in college and is getting caught. But you know what I say? Fuck it. Like who gives a shit? This nigga in the NBA now. Like sorry, agent, that they went choose a better agent than you. You should have known that, or you should have paid them people more money to stick around. You a dumb bitch. <laughs> See, and that's that's a, a clear sign of when you try to do somebody dirty and yeah, you it just hate pan it. out and it don't pan out the way you thought it was. Like she thought she was gonna be able to do what Megan Thee Stallion's label did to her. Yeah. No, sis, it don't work that way. Right? <laughs> Not at all. Especially when your mama is in your corner. It don't work that way. This the the thing that is troubling me is how big the lawsuit is. A hundred million dollar lawsuit. But that's between like Adidas and Nike. She out here coming her heads bro like i feel like if she aimed a little lower she could possibly win a hundred million dollars they taking you all the way to the end bitch they're gonna make you broke like she's bugging she's bugging she's bugging she's not gonna win that she should have asked for less and then just settled that's what i'm saying bro like a hundred million i'm like they'd have broke you off 25 they they might even have broke you off 30 but yeah you're not getting a hundred she is absolutely tripping so that's all i had to say on that i was just like shout out to nigga z man fuck that and you're right she's too late too bad. What you gonna do? And it's like, if I'm him, I just testify. Like, I'm not going to jail behind Coach K. Sorry. Right. Like, that's Patino, not my fault. It was it was Rick Patino that went down, right? Or Rick Patino? Yeah, yeah. When yeah, Rick Patino. Yeah. It's okay, bro. It was gonna happen to all of them eventually. That's why they all, just that's walked away. They all just, they all paying. That's why the NCAA just need to hurry up and just pass that. Let these players get paid instead of giving, getting rid of all y'all college coaches because y'all about to lose them all. Yeah, because when is when the when the the skeleton starts falling out the closet, not coming out the closet, they're gonna be busting out. And the that's closet. the thing: if y'all get Coach K, you don't think Coach K about to just start leaking information about all Calipari, Roy Williams? They already heard Will Wade in the in the Arizona nigga on tape. Like, oh. how many more college coaches are we gonna just fucking? see do this before and don't jump to football because football is even worse than basketball hey and and don't what's 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 old boy from uconn women basketball team he can't oh. tell me he ain't paying them girls yeah, G- i don't G- believe that yeah. i don't believe you know <laughs> he lying bro he, they were undefeated for like four years in a row constantly longer getting the number one overall pick i mean it was longer uh, than overall that. recruit like nah they took over class. when Pat Summit in when Pat Summit retired from Tennessee right after Candace Parker. You're right. That's when UConn took over, and they they've been busting ass ever since. Kim Malky kind of was doing her thing with uh, Notre Dame and Baylor. Yeah, it was, she was her only competition for a little. Yeah. Uh, Gino's only competition for a little bit. They that and like and they paying too, so it's like mm-hmm. you ain't, listen. 
they don't about to, they ain't about to look me in my face and tell me that I got the number one recruit that live in South Beach, Miami to come to South Bend, Indiana without paying her yeah. fam. Are you con? You tripping. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely lie. No, one hundred percent. Nobody want to go to South Bend. And this, and then, and this, these girls' only chance to really, really get paid because the WNBA not really paying. If I'm a woman athlete, it's like, why would I go to college if I'm not getting paid? Might as well go play pro ball in Europe. Exactly. And that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm gonna go with the WNBA route, then I mean, I might as well get something like. And on top of that, I mean, hey, look, they can even ride the momentum, get paid while they over there, and then take yep. it to Euro, and then you know, make some more money. But like. I'm not going straight to college if I can get paid at 17. In exactly. France. No, 100. And get paid more than I'll get paid in my professional career. Ever. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, these college niggas is tripping. But we're going to see how this Zion stuff pan out because they're making him testify. So. Oh, yeah. But Zion, don't you worry about it, brother. We do not care. Get us a ring in New Orleans and is we good. We are good. That's going to happen. Don't you even make that face because we got a big three. Zion, Lonzo Ball is looking like Lonzo Ball out of UCA, UCLA, looking like the number two pick. And Brandon Ingram finally looking like the number two pick he's supposed to be. So that's a big three right there. Listen, listen. Unless one Would of you them... Aim? No, 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 no. I was about to I was about to bring it somewhere else. Unless one of them is about to uh turn into uh MJ and start cursing out other people to to be their full potential. Oh, that's Zion. <laughs> Zion gonna do that. I don't believe it because from everything I've heard about him, he's he's like LeBron. He's kinda No, no, no. See, that's the I heard when it was loot there was one of them games when he came back, his third game back. And he was like, he got tired of it. He was like, they said he got tired of sitting on the bench and not seeing people try as hard. He cussed everybody. I was like, come on, man, we got to fucking do this. We got to win. So I uh, Zion, that nigga, he, he been the first vocal leader New Orleans than ever had since Chris Paul. Well, good. Well, hopefully it don't stop. It don't start right there. But that's, see, that's still soft. All right. That's still soft. I need him to get in. Like, I don't think no you'll homo. get Jordan like Michael level. Michael yeah. said, if I got to get in your ass, I'm going to get in your ass. And it's I was not- like, pause, my nigga. What? What did you just say? It's not going to be like that because Chris Paul tried that and Chris Paul ain't win because these new generation niggas do not play that that way. Well, that's my point. Well, and uh, no, on top of that, though, there's too much social media. True. Somebody can leak you recording saying that. Like, look how long it took for us to get this footage. Oh, they, they had that MJ shit under lock, rap and key. What do you think of these new episodes? Speaking of. Um, I really liked it. But, and, and, but it does show me this is this is what shows you how it worked for Kobe, but it couldn't work for anybody past Kobe and KG. Yeah. Well, I couldn't be a bully no more. If LeBron didn't go the best friend route, if he would have kept it like them, you maybe could have seen it continue. But because LeBron started being buddy bop and friendship, I think that changed everything. It was the... the, the, AAU uh, era. Yeah. And it was like... It wasn't like the AAU era like that KG and then played in where you stick on one AAU team yeah. until you until you graduated high school. No, it was These a bunch dudes, of moving in college. Yeah, it was parents, you know, walking over there, giggling, like, your team, your, your, your kid nice, but he would be even better if he was on our team next year, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? I can help you with the payments if you need help switching them over, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So because of that, he grew up on that kind of thing. Of course he liked that. There's nothing wrong with that. The thing yeah, is, yeah. the rest of them is like that too, bro. It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. I'm telling you, it wouldn't have worked past when KG was doing it in Minnesota. It wouldn't have worked past that. Yeah, him and Kobe was the last of the. I'm gonna bully you into getting better. (laughs) Yeah, facts. It don't work that way no more. No, not at all. Also, what I really loved about these episodes was they made the time jumps 
actually work. Like they would talk about something. It was just in, two years. It wasn't yeah. like five. It was just, it finally felt like, oh, are we not jumping around in 60 million different places? It made sense when it was like, okay, we're talking about something in 98. And then it's like, this reminds me of 93 when he went through and then they would go right. back. That shit finally like was grade A. They talked about the gambling shit. That was cool. It's whether or not you believe it or whatnot. But uh, I mean, you know. that's what they was going to, I mean, I knew that's what they was going to leave yeah, up ex- to. I mean. Exactly. No, 100%. I'm trying to think what else happened. Oh, the shit with Gary Payton was hilarious. When, when Michael was looking at the thing and he was like, Haha, this nigga here, <laughs> I had no trouble with GP. <laughs> My thing was, they didn't even have to do, like if I'm GP, I'm disrespected that they asked me to do an interview and they did me like that. <laughs> I think... Like, you know how, like, he, he punched Steve Kerr in the face? I wouldn't be mad if Gary Payton saw him on the street and punched him in the face. Because why would y'all do that? That is just disrespect. <laughs> Mike lifted that. Mike started laughing. Mike said, <laughs> The glove. The Gary glove. <laughs> I had no problem with him. No problem. No issue. That was petty. <laughs> and then BD, BJ Armstrong, <laughs> that shit was super petty. The way they did I BJ. Loved, I love, well, no, 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 because BJ knew, though, because I liked what they did with BJ and with Horace when they left the team. And it was like, you know, like, they knew, like, if a certain thing was going on and, like, emotions ride high and you start celebrating. But you see, Horace knew that. BJ should have known. Why would BJ say anything? And then I thought, this, this is what I'm talking about, the shade on the documentary, because after, so they say BJ was balling in, in Chicago. He go to the Hornets. He, he beat Mike for one playoff game, talk shit. Mike whoop his ass. And then after that, they say, well... Even though B.J. Armstrong did lose the the series, he was an all-star that year. The shade, the, the subtle was, shade. He was, though, but... And then they said he was all-star another year, too. They said he was, like, an all-star, like, three years in a row or something like that. Oh, at Chicago, yeah. Yeah, which proves my point that... Um, Mike had big threes and big He had fours. more than big threes, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, we, we like to downplay these dudes, but a lot of these dudes is in the Hall of Fame. Like, ain't nobody yeah. he played with in Cleveland going to the Hall of Fame. Like, oh, you're talking about, well, second Cleveland strip. Yeah, right. You're not judging. Because, see, I, I put the first Cleveland stint, like, on Mike's years before he had Scotty. When he was well, no, with, because y'all still count that Collins. first loss. Y'all still count that first loss that oh, he got when, when he lost to the Spurs. Oh, but that's a finals loss. Mike right. didn't make it to the finals. But, but see, that's my point, though, is that he made it to the finals. Fine. Cool. Cool. We don't have to count that Spurs finals loss. What about Dallas? What about the second Spurs loss? Kawhi is the GOAT. And yeah, nah, <laughs> nah, that's my point. Yeah, sit your ass down, LeBron. This is Mike, Mike's still the man. And you's third, in my opinion, behind uh, one Kobe being Bryant. Rest in peace, my brother. Is that, um, is that, is that you getting that from the All of Smoke when they asked Steve Nash? Uh, what you talking about? Because Steve Nash ranked Kobe as third. I thought that's where you got that from. Oh, no, 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 no. I ranked oh, yeah, it. They- I rank it if, okay, so my ranking before The Last Dance, because I never watched Mike play, and because I started watching Mike play when I was watching Last Dance, I went to watch old games. My ranking before this was Kobe 1, LeBron 2, and then, and then Tim Duncan, Shaq, and so on. I got I to gotta put Duncan 3. Wait, because, where did you have Michael Jordan then? Well, I just, I just didn't rank people I didn't see. Oh, I was so confused. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just what didn't is this rank list we talk about here. I just didn't rank people I didn't see. But now that oh, I've okay. seen Mike play and I understand some of the circumstances, Mike won number one. Like Mike is just he yeah, number one. I think as as a player, he's number one. I just think as a person, he's an asshole. Oh, as, yeah. As this, I don't think I'm not knocking his talents whatsoever. I just think he's an asshole. <laughs> oh, off the court, LeBron James is still the best athlete I have we have ever seen off the court. 
And yeah, Muhammad Ali was an activist and everything. And Muhammad Ali is the is a is is one of the best off the court athletes. But I look at it in the sense of LeBron came up in the social media era. He never had a scandal, nothing leaked. He has a perfect family, no cheating things besides the yes, Jules rumors, but nobody believes that shit. Yeah. And, and on top of that, he never did something that jeopardized him. His career, yeah. Or right. jeopardized his off-the-court image. The only thing that tried to was when Delonte West tried to sleep with his mama. Now, and he not, handled that we, like a champ. We can't confirm or deny if he was successful or not. But, <laughs> but... The thing, the problem is with with Muhammad is that it was, you know, he had to he had to walk. I mean, he had to crawl so that you know people like LeBron and them could walk, yeah, walk. You know what I'm saying? So they could actually be able to say things and not have it jeopardize their career. So shout out to him for that. But going back to what you said, I can't count Muhammad because I didn't see. It. Yeah, same. You know I mean, one hundred percent. Didn't see. One hundred percent. Also, yo, I don't know if I should even talk about this. Like, I'm not trying to get sued. So let me say, allegedly. Rumors, alleged, alleged, I don't know, but B. So I follow this blog site called Gossip in the City. And all all of the stuff they post have come true. And this lady got the leaks and the rumors on lock. So it has been rumored, alleged, ESPN, Stephen A. Smith's trying to find the source of what I'm about to tell you, because this is big sports news. So apparently, and... And right now, the, she she described who the person was, and this is how you know who it is. It's a former coach of Cleveland who works at ESPN. The only person that could be is Damon Jones. Yeah. So it was alleged that Damon Jones, during one of the finals, bet on the Warriors to win the final. Yes, nigga! <laughs> It's about to go down. This is worse than the ref. Or this is just as bad. This is terrible. This is just as bad. But but he bet on the other team. He didn't bet on his team. That's why I say it's worse. No, it's not worse because the ref calls. Yeah, the, the ref makes call. You're right. Yeah, you're right. This is, yeah, this is pretty bad, though. <laughs> this is pretty bad. But the ref, the whole the whole yeah. game was in his hands. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. You're right. You're right. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. <laughs> but yeah, no. So he was a coach betting on the other team to beat his team, allegedly. But see, that's that's more bad on like the and maybe that's why you remember when J.R. Smith way. you remember when J.R. Smith threw that soup on him and nobody knew why J.R. Smith threw the soup. Maybe J.R. knew something that we did. Maybe J.R. Maybe J.R. saw him out that day. That's crazy, bro. Like I don't know what's gonna happen if if this turns out to be true. You gotta drop. Do you think ESP? Do you think he loses his job? Him. Yeah, you gotta drop him. You gotta crazy. I wonder what LeBron them gonna say. Because who wants to hear him as an analyst after that? Betting on you, not on your. At least Pete Rose bet on himself. <laughs> That's my saying. That's what I'm saying. Let my dog in the Hall of Fame. He bet on himself. <laughs> this nigga bet on the Warriors. That's n- yo. That's nuts. But alleged, alleged. We don't know if this is true. Shout out to gossip in the city. Huh? They are. And probably she right. She was posting like he's looking into it. It's probably right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like she was posting like tweets and I mean not tweets, text messages with other people saying like you need to be careful. This is serious, serious knowledge. Like, everybody's trying to break this story right now. Just be careful. Yeah, and, like, NBA people is messaging her. So, shout out to uh, shout out to Gossip in the City. But I, I don't even know if I want to bring that up today, but that shit is just crazy. He betting on the war. Fuck. That's spicy. Yeah, super spicy. But we only got two topics left. I want to ask you, what's the best breakfast food? Is it pancakes? Is it French toast? Is it biscuits and gravy? Is it grits and bacon? Is it eggs? For me... I like biscuits and gravy. I yeah. think that's my favorite. Biscuits and gravy. 
like sausage gravy funny, too. For me, I hadn't the first time I ever had business and gravy was when I came down here, mm-hmm. and I was like, this shit busted. Yeah, before then it probably would have been like I don't know, like eggs, bacon, and pancakes, some generic because I mean, like that's all I ever known. But no, yeah, biscuits and biscuits gravy. And I do mean sausage gravy. I don't. Yeah, I mean, no, not just normal regular gravy. Yeah, nigga, niggas is tripping. But if I'm not choosing <laughs> biscuits and sausage gravy, I might just go grits and bacon and toast. I don't like grits. Oh, you're not a grits person? It reminds me of, it, you know what it tastes like? Hmm. Oppression. Oh, <laughs> this nigga's stupid, bro. This nigga said grits taste like oppression. <laughs> this nigga is dumb. Oh, shit. Nothing. Okay, which one's better, pancakes, waffles, or French toast? Because I go with French, French toast. toast. Yeah, I go with with French toast as well. But see, now, the thing is, it's easier to mess up French toast than it is the others. That's why I need a professional to make mine. Shout out to moms. You know what I mean? Yeah, facts. If I did it, trust me, I'm throwing them out. We're eating pancakes. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, pancakes might be like, yeah, pancakes it is. Pancakes might be the worst of the three. But then, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, if I'm making them from scratch, it's the easiest one for me to make. Facts, because you got to have a waffle maker to make waffles. Yeah, and then don't even think about the mess cleaning up the damn waffle maker. Yeah, that shit. Ooh, it'd be all that. messy. Yeah, good man. on that. <laughs> I'm not a big eggs guy. I'm not a big omelet guy. I, I'm not a really big omelet guy, but I'll fry that bitch over easy. i fry that bitch through. i scramble that motherfucker up. i eat now, that see, thing yeah, anyway. Like, I'll, I love do, I'll do a scramble with like some cheese on it and then put the little bacon in the scramble and just yeah. get some scrambled eggs on like a sandwich. That should be busting, but like any other type of way for eggs, that's not really for me. But I just want to know, <laughs> best breakfast food. All right. And the final topic I got today, because this was just, it was, I saw something and it just made me laugh and think of something. I was like, Maybe I need to expose myself some more on this podcast, but have you ever bought porn on cable? Nope. <laughs> have you ever paid for porn, period? Nope. You're missing out, bro. I paid for porn on what? cable, and then I didn't think it would show up on the bill, and my mama saw that shit and was like, who bought big booty white bitches fucking? And I was like, oh, that was my daddy. <laughs> And my daddy was like, no, nigga, I didn't buy that shit. That was you. <laughs> Indian women, Indian women fucking black men on cable. <laughs> That's why I never bought it. It's because I, uh, one of my older, well, no, I lied. It might be my younger brother. Was it? No, it was definitely my dumbass younger brother. Bought it thinking that it would come up on the bill. And like my older brother calls me like, you would never believe what this nigga day day did. And I'm like, what? And then, like, he bought it, and I'm like, I didn't even know it was an option. Like, yeah, I, would, the, I, thought, I thought my dad was smart enough to put, like, a, a, a code on it. So that's <laughs> why I never even attempted to. But like, like nah, parents I never put parental codes on, no code shit. on that shit. I'm like, <laughs> that nigga's brave. Like, I, I had to give him a debt. Like, he was on punishment, and I had to give him a debt. I was like, you know, maybe he come outside, but. Give me that through the window. You brave as shit, cuz. That's, that's the only porn I would have ever bought is the on-demand porn, because that shit kind of fire. But see, I, this led me to, because I did some research, and now when I say I did research, this does not mean I paid for this, because I refused to once mm-hmm. I did the research. But I went on a cam site, one of these cam porn sites, to see 
what it was about. Because I, I wanted to know the difference in, in between this and OnlyFans. Because OnlyFans, I understand how that works. Right. Bro, if you pay a girl for cam soda or any of these live cam shits, you are absolutely out your fucking mind. Go to Pornhub. These bitches are charging so much money just for them to flash their coochie on camera and talk to you. That, I, I don't get live cam porn. Like, why are you paying for that nonsense? The only porn, like I said, I would pay for is on-demand cable porn. That shit kind of fire. <laughs> you know what it is, though, too, is that shout out to those producers because they, they, write they put some the descriptions. They write the descriptions so damn well <laughs> that it makes you want to buy it. So I got to give you the, I, I give you that one because I do remember seeing them and like you click info and click it's more like, info whoa. because you're like, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. But as far as like the on cam stuff, nah, that's weird. And then like the, the OnlyFans stuff, I mean, like, honestly, have you seen how much some of these girls are charging? Oh yeah, like 30, 25. Like I said, they charging $30 just for you to see them put a picture of their ass sitting on their bathroom counter in a yeah, thong. Like that's what I'm saying. I'm like, hold when, on. They 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 out of they out of pocket too. And then real porn stars are charging $8.99, $9, $5. Why would I pay for the local girl $30 just when she's trying to scam and hustle? Right. When I can get a professional for $5.99. Or a professional for free on Pornhub. <laughs> and it's HD? Yeah. HD 1080p? And Come don't let on. you have the VR the VR set, because then you get the VR porn. <laughs> and then the shit like you doing it. <laughs> Yo! He said POV in this motherfucker. Take no, it to a whole nother level. No, that's not, taking it to a whole nother yeah, level, baby. Not that's just POV, VR. the VR POV. Bro, that's, that's intense right there. <laughs> Population <laughs> population may go down if, if if too many people get their hands on that kind of technology, baby. <laughs> Team fantasy gonna go down, down. And I don't even have a VR set. I just know how this shit look because one Christmas we always do Secret Santa for the homies and one homie right. got a VR set. And the first thing we all did was each try on the VR set and look, just look and see how the VR porn looked. That shit was nuts. <laughs> no, yeah, that, 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 uh, I may have to fund some of that. I may have to, I have to make a donation to that fund because we may have to. We may we may just control the population with that. <laughs> we on to something. You motherfuckers on to something. But that's all we got this week, man. That's enough clowning this week. Brooklyn, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. You can find me at all social medias at where Brooklyn at, and that's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. Because we are not trying to get sued. And with that being said, it is time before we get into the interview with Delta D's. We got a world premiere, premiere, premiere. Let's get into his song because he is the uh, song we're choosing to highlight this week. His song is called One of a Kind. Let's get into that right now. It's time for the featured song of the week. Courtesy of our guy Delta D's, it's time for a world premiere, premiere. Shout out to Delta D's. This is one of a kind. Only on the Bros Who Think podcast. My name is Young Boy D, which aka Lynn Scorsese, and this is a world premiere. Let's go. Team. If I go in March, I had a dream Can't blame 
thing She sent me the body, I left it on scene Was all in the guts, but it ain't that deep Never thought of being something I wasn't Cause most these rappers get on songs and they front I'm just me, that's why you shiny love it She facing the earth and I ask where the sun is It bouncing back like gum gum She going dumb dumb when she be making it pop I put the whoop in her tum tum She trying to run, run, no, I be hitting the spots Yo man is known as a bum bum Where he come from? My dogs move around sticks like nunchucks I house this purse like Philo I'm an unsung hero like Iwatani Said I need that new Givenchy A couple of nudes from Nami Said I make her pool tsunami, huh I make her pool go wide, wide In the club like five-store style Totally but can't let the price go down I got the game and the vice script Don't got no time for mistakes or no typos now uh, Since I was young I had to find out my way through the dark Develop the breath in the moment I got the Minute Club logo and print on my lungs And I'ma just take what I'm old Whatever I face on this road It's causing a change in my tone I'm making my tone I'm making it home Before that I'm making it known The baby I'm himself delta d's i'm gonna drop the air horns in the background world premiere glad to have you in the building delta how are you doing my brother thank you for having me i'm doing pretty good sir how you doing i'm doing well man as well and i say this every every time i do one of these i'm doing as well as you can in corona and so i'm not gonna say i'm doing bad or anything i'm doing especially in new orleans right well i'm in i'm in i'm in lafayette Lafayette? yeah so i'm like oh okay i'm like two hours outside of new orleans okay yeah But I mean, you're still in the boot, though. Yeah, still in we, the boot. we still in the shit. Where, where, where you boot. at? Because see, I thought you was from around here. Then I thought you was from New York. Where, 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 yo, you, where you located yo, out at? Yo, it's fun. It's hilarious. I'm from Rhode Island. Oh, okay. And see, which now the everybody makes sense. Which everybody mistakes for Long Island. So everybody thinks I'm from New York anyway. I did. I, it's 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 hilarious. But it's because I don't have that New England fucking Boston accent. That that nasty like every Dunkin' Donuts you go to in the Northeast, but you can kind of I kind of can tell you from the it's not super Bostony, but I can tell you like New Englandy. It's a little bit it's a little bit New England, but it's like I, I it's just there's nothing there's only there's few things less attractive than a Boston accent like a New England accent. There's few there's few things that sound as disgusting. Maybe German. Maybe oh, German, yeah. a Russian, maybe or run. Yeah, but even some like some Russian women, they freak. Yeah, they freak it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. There's no freaking Boston. 
It's like if you, you know you got a boss and that I want to suck your cock. Like it's like <laughs> don't work. Don't like shut up. Just don't speak. You're disgusting. You're animals, all of you. <laughs> I'm fucking so. with you already. This is awesome. But yeah, man, glad to have you. The song was fucking amazing. I appreciate so, that. And I like how I'm doing this now where I can play the song first and then get to... Mm-hmm. Because for, let's say that it's someone Helps. who listens to this pod but never heard of you, they get a little taste of this, so now they're interested in you. I want to get your story. Tell the people how you got into music. Tell us a little bit of some of your influences and just give us the journey of what made this guy, I'm not gonna say your real name, but what made this guy go from his government name to now he's a rapper, R&B artist, just a, I'm gonna say just a a artist in general, Delta D's, because you sing and rap. Classify me, I I was gonna, well the thing, the funny thing is this. All right, so we'll start at the beginning. Uh, My mom, you know, I, I was born. In, I was born in Providence, Rhode Island. I've lived since I was like twelve years old. Uh, right before I turned twelve, I've lived in East Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. Very. Let me. I don't want to front like it's like some East Providence, Rhode Island is a great place to live. It's a phenomenal. There's like one murder every decade, and it's by accident. So uh, it's a very nice area. Um, basically, my music thing started. My mom always grew up. My mom had me at twenty. So, and I was born in 1998. So that means that she, her entire life grew up on all the old school hip hop and R&B. Cause she grew up in South Providence, which is the not so great area. She grew up in all the bad areas. And, you know, and that's where all my family comes from. My mom's side of the family is Irish Cape Verdean. My dad's side of the family is Italian. They both, both families come from street kind of like, you know, like impoverished settings. Yeah. And I was I was lucky enough to be born in the generation where you didn't have to go through that. But you're raised with the same morals, ethics, kind of ways to maneuver, belief systems. And then at just about because 10 you don't have old, your parents' life, they still raised you with the mo- like. They still no, raised you that way. Same. That's what they my know. parents did. My parents did the same thing. They only taught you like yes. the ways to like how they got out and the things that worked for them. Because honestly, yes, not. And I told you this before. I love to go off on tangents just to. To let yeah. your fans no, go, see go ahead, go more ahead, about go ahead. I think that teaches you, at least for, like, second-generation people like us, for example, we didn't have it rough, but, like, our parents did. I think that gives us that grind, so to speak, to where we're not one of those bougie, second-generation, well, yeah. have a little well, bit of money in their yeah. pockets. Well, yeah, no, they, they, the thing is, is that even though I didn't necessarily go hungry, it wasn't like there was always the best choices. And I, but it's like, it's not even like, I don't even want to make it seem like that. It's just like, you know, it's like my folks still had to work 60, 70 hours a week to pay the bills. Yeah. And they split when I, my mom and my dad split when I was one. So I was living in, you know, split, but that's all I ever knew. So it was never, it was weird to me that like your parents live with each other. Yeah. That's crazy. It's weird. And so, but anyway, yeah. So the music journey started at about 10 years old. I was just, you know, I grew up on all of it. Anita Baker, Biggie, uh, to like, to, to, uh, uh, fucking like Wayne M. Like I, I listened like anything, all the old school shit, like Mob Deep, uh, Wu-Tang, uh, 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 fucking Big Daddy Kane. And then on the R&B side was the, you know, the, uh, the Jodeci's. The uh, the ushers and you know just all the old school R and B. It's like the cleaning music, like the the music yeah. that you hear and you can smell the Lysol. Fucking so, right. And so and it put it and it's all amazing. And so I loved all of it. So originally, at about ten years old, 
I started, I, I wrote my first rap and I was like, oh, this is fun. And just from there, every day I did something, whether it was a bar, whether it was a print, whether it was just like um, the words to rhyme and then build it around. Like every single day from the age of 10 till, you know, till probably, you know, a few, there was a, oh, there's only been a few times I've not done something. Every day. In really? terms Every day. Yeah. And so at originally, it's funny that you call me an R&B singer at the beginning of this because originally I wanted to sing and I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't sing. That's why I started rapping is because I sucked at singing. I was in um, chorus in elementary school, but it didn't really go farther than that. And then I was like, Oh, but I'm, I feel like I can do this rap thing. And I just started doing that. So I wrote every day basically for four years until I finally, you know, I saved up some birthday money or whatever. And we got some recording equipment, some very basic stuff. I, to this day, the stuff I got to record at 14 is the same stuff I use today, except for like, ex, like the speakers uh, that I added, like just so I can get a real good idea Sound. of the mix. I engineer all the stuff too. I record and engineer all of my own music. And that's why you can hear that progression if you go from the earliest stuff that you can find, because I've deleted a lot. And so <laughs> I've deleted a bunch of like my stuff that I was posting when I was like 14, 15 years old, because I was just like, I, well, I suck. Yeah, and but so you can hear the growth. Get, you can hear the growth from what's out. You can definitely hear the growth. And so, yeah, at 14, at 14 is when I started recording. And I probably recorded, uh, like, I took the same work ethic from writing to recording and probably recorded mostly on a daily basis almost okay. and just recorded something, even if it wasn't the full song, if it was just a verse, if that's what I, because again, because you know, the, the, the pre-production conversation we were having, uh, forced things, things being forced, it, it shines through. So yeah, so no, I've just, I just found it. it it's weird. It's a, always a weird conversation when people say, when did you start? Cause I almost forget sometimes. So it's because it's, so it's like, long. it's been so long and it's just, part of me now yeah it's so part of me now that even if i was to never go anywhere with it even though i feel like i'm gonna i'm gonna be in a building i'm i'm gonna end up in a building somewhere writing everybody's favorite records even if i'm not the artist that's performing them i'm gonna be in a building somewhere giving out just handing out records and just collecting my percentage at the end of the at the end of the cycle but even if i didn't i'd still do this because it's i love it so much and that's why it doesn't matter to me even if i am not the artist that's touring and, and has their name on the big headlines on the, like if I'm not in the big font at one of the big festivals, like I don't care. I love the music. So as long as I can pay my bills, I it's, that's all that really matters to me. But yeah. I'm, I'm liking you more and more as we, we do this conversation. And that's the, the way which you just said spawned so many different thoughts in my head. I want to start off with the fact you've been doing this since you were 10. Do you think, now the 10,000 hours thing kind of plays into yes. your thought process because yes. I, I can, I, I, in, in being someone who is chasing those, that 10,000 hours myself with my craft I'm doing now, you yep. can see when you see someone that's chasing that as well, how yeah. big of a factor was, cause I know at first when you're 10, you don't was think about that. 10,000 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't think about that until, until I, my, so I use Reaper, and mm -hmm. Reaper logs your um, time. Oh, I started shit. on Audacity, right? So I started on Audacity, of course, like most people do, recording anything. Started on Audacity. It wasn't until about 18, maybe 19 years old, I started using Reaper to really start learning how to mix and engineer. 
I didn't learn how to engineer or mix music until I was like 18, 19 years old. I was just slapping it on Audacity, throwing some ins and outs, which is like the dubs, like is when you layer the vote, the end of the bar, like the last two words, you layer it and stuff like that. Um, I didn't start really learning how to EQ, compress, all that, like everything that's so important. Didn't learn how to do that until I was like, start learning until I was like 18, 19. I'm only like two or three years in on this engineering thing. Mm -hmm. So, but in terms of recording time, I mean, dog, I record, like in just this quarantine alone, I've recorded 40 songs from March 11th when I got, uh, uh, furloughed from my job for the quarantine for the yeah. you know for the coronavirus to now I'm at about 40 songs including songs that I've recorded and sent out that I haven't gotten verses back for that about I'm at about 40 right now um since yeah since mid-march but 10,000 hours 10,000 hours is important because it's just you get that's the only way you don't, I mean, there's rare cases where you can just show up and be great. There's like the Beanie Seagulls who was just like, I don't rap, but I know, but I'll just show up and do this shit and be better than most of you at it. There are the gems, but most of you guys, anybody, you're not, you're probably not a gem, so work hard. <laughs> yeah. But if you, you could be, you could be a gem and you just not adding enough pressure. So you're not just working out because I wasn't even close to this. Like, I was always nice on paper. Mm-hmm. On paper, I was always nice. My delivery was trash. I was on beat. Always on beat. Lyrics was always good on paper. My delivery was trash. That comes from sitting in the room and just recording and recording and recording and recording and hearing your voice over and over and over again, sending it to people that you trust their critique. It's, uh, there's so many things that go, you can't, you can't just, the, the entitlement to just think you're going to show up and be good at something is asinine. Especially something as hard as as this, because yeah. people people will think you know. Because today it's so easy to act to just do it. The action of just doing like recording music and just being like dog. I turn. I didn't know for like a year and a half using auto tune. You had to put the auto tune in the key of the beat. I had no. I I was just guessing. I was like I was just scrolling like a fucking Neanderthal, <laughs> and I was just doing guesswork. I was just like, well, this sounds the best, and I was like, fuck, just throwing it on there. I was a fucking dodo. And so when I finally learned, oh shit, you have to find the key of the beat and then put the auto-tune in the key of the beat, I was like, that's why my shit sounds like butt. So not 10,000 hours, and that's how you learn that type of stuff. That's how you learn that, oh, maybe I got to cut out mid at certain, at 1,200 hertz, I got to cut out, I got to do minus five decibels. Like, it's like, all these things that you learn, oh, my compressor needs, I need more release on my compressor here. It's just, those are the things you pick up and those are the things, like you'll just recognize things when you hear them after 10,000 hours. I hit 7,000 hours on my laptop in like, I, like a, in like a year or two. Like it wasn't long. And it's like 10,000 hours is like five years yeah. of like, if you, if, you do, if you work a 40 hour week, 10,000 hours is like five years. I was hitting that at like, you know, I was hitting that at like maybe the, maybe the year and a half mark. Cause I was just, I was so like, I'd like dog, you know what? Homework came second. (laughs) Like it was like homework didn't, wasn't even a, like it was, I was getting it done at school or on the bus on the way to or from school. 
And you know, and it, that was that was just that that was my love for this shit. See that that is amazing. That's how I know. Like I said, I'm liking you more and more as this conversation goes, and that's how you I can spot it. greatness because it it's it's with music, it's with business, it's with anything you do. I've been watching this Jordan doc. There's a reason why Michael Jordan is great because he put in that work. He's and fucking hungry. There's a reason why people succeed is because. They put in those 10,000 hours and that's important. Like you're so right. It's like, it's repetition in the, the fact that you knew you weren't you, your delivery, right. But you worked on it. You worked on it until it was right. And now your delivery is damn near flawless. It sounds absolutely amazing. So now that we got that question out of the way and being that you love it so much, would you, and you talked about this being a writer, if you weren't the main artist, is that is that something that you're is I'm, I don't want to say aspiring for, but is that something that's in I'm the back of your mind? Word, okay. Well, yeah. Talk about I'm that. that. I'm aspiring for that because I'm aspiring for that because I like the low keyness of like the dream is like you barely ever think about him except maybe once every year or two when he drops a project. But then it's like the money in his bank from all the Beyonce records he's written is probably Big unfucking facts. real. Yeah. It's probably stupid. It's probably a dumb number for somebody that you never think about from your the average person, the average listener, the average music fan doesn't think about the dream on a day-to-day basis like they might think about Beyonce, but you better bet your fucking bottom dollar that Beyonce records, some a lot of them, as great as Beyonce is, are not what they are if the dream doesn't come in and do what he does with his pen. And the people in the business know that that's what Dream does with his pen. We're seeing it now with these verses, right? With these verses. Facts, no, it's putting it's putting a bunch of uh, people, folks our age and our age group onto the motherfuckers that's really behind the scenes making your favorite songs and making the songs that you grew up on. I would love to be that and just never have to leave the house or never leave the studio. Are you, I don't want to go on. To, like, I, like I'll, I would love to go and do a show where people who love me have come out and paid to see. That's always an amazing time. It's the things around it. It's the headaches around it. Yeah. It's the sound, the sound check is running late because they didn't show up with the fucking right cord. So they have to go to fucking F, the FYE store. Yeah, the nearest Walmart. Go, yeah, and just go pick up. A, like, I've seen, you know, I've had my fair share of performances. I've opened for, I've opened for MGK. I've opened for uh, Post Malone. I've opened really? for Currency um, at The Strand, which used to be called Lupo's in Providence, Rhode Island. I did that. I did those shows when I was 15, 16, and 17. I did, those were my... My first big real show, I only had like four maybe like small shows under my belt at like 15, 16 years old. I walked, I was opening for MGK was my first like real actual That's crazy. And, and dog, I was like, yeah, I got this because I had done a couple before, a couple of shows, like 50 people shows at a bar. And I walk in and I go through the backstage and I go look out. I'm like, oh, there's, oh, well, that's what 700 people in a room looks like. <laughs> oh, well. Oh well, I'm sh- I'm sh- I'm I have cotton mouth and I'm shivering. Yeah, how does that how does that moment feel like your first real show? Seven th- like because well, I've done you, sh- stuff in front of people, but not right. seven thousand is crazy. Well, se- it was seven hundred, not seven thousand. Well, yeah, no seven hundred, but even seven hundred for your first show is it nuts. Felt, it looks like seven thousand. Yeah. First of all, it looks because you don't realize, and this is something I've had to explain to people before. Like you don't realize, like 
You know, you'll go to a party with your homeboys and they'll and they'll walk. There's a hundred bitches in there. It was twelve. No. Yeah, twelve. But uh, that's so true. When you when you the first time you ever see seven hundred people with camera phones out on with the flash on is intense, and they're not even there for you. But the thing is, this my manager at the time, he told me the plan for us at every show was to lead with an acapella, just like a, like a 20 really? or 24 of just bars. Just to show so them I you, had you to, can do, you can do it. Just to do. hit them in, a, just like a punch them in the face effect and just yeah. like an attention grabber. And to, I had to work myself up mentally to get out of being scared of going on stage. And I had to just, and, and it was, it went amazing. Cause I never realized what it was then and there that I, that I knew that I would never feel what it feels like to hear 700 people react to your bars at the same time in a room. Like you don't get that anywhere else. Yeah. Like to, like for, like to just hear 700, like just to hear that in a, in a harmony of 700 different people for you. A re- I, like I was like I'll do that's when I decided I think probably at that moment I was like I'm gonna do this rap shit forever forever I'm gonna yeah I'm in, I'm in I'm in it because like, it's is, different man live performances it's yeah it's, 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 it's so different I think for, so cre- different. for creatives like whether it's music art doing any type of live event when you see people there and you and you feel the reaction of at that moment you're gonna know if you're good or not like they're gonna <laughs> you're gonna <Absolutely>. feel absolutely. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've stunk up a couple sets. So, yeah. Yeah, they let you know. They let you know. They let you know, bro. I'll tell you what. 100%. So, okay. Let's get into some of your influences before we get to some of the songs. My influences. Okay. So, direct influences, I, I definitely... I When I started rapping, I wanted to be Lil Wayne. For real? I wanted to be Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's my number one rapper, like, personally. Like my favorite number one rapper all time. Like that's my favorite. My I have you know like a separate yeah. objective the list. Fuck the object. Like, yeah, fuck that. This is my. But I'm just saying yeah. me. Yeah, me. for sure. Because I'm with you with Wayne. That's my guy as well. It, go, it goes like it goes like. But this that's our my age group. though. So like that. It is that's our generation. Part of, it, part of it. It's it's part of its age, but part of it is just like you can hear you can hear direct Wayne influence in a lot of my auto tune shit. Fact. Because like Wayne has some of the best. Auto tune records, hands Facts. like MT Payne are the best in my opinion. Well, that's what it is. It's it's it really goes direct influence. It really goes, uh, uh, Wayne Drake T Pain. Like that's my three. That's my three biggest influences. Now, at the, there was a time I would have said it was Eminem, but then he sucked for ten years. So it was it was an issue. It was an issue when I was like, "All right, well, I haven't liked." I anything. love the I, bro. I'm, 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 I know I keep saying this, but I'm liking you more. And more. Like the honesty well, I is real. Anything since recovery? Yes, so, that's his last good out. I agree with that. Kamikaze was cool, and other than that, Kamikaze was cool. There was a few joints on there, but ever since then, he's just gotten cringier. He's just gotten. It's just he's this. At the end of to not get too deep, he's just disappointed me as a real like. Like who Fans. loves yeah. his shit and like who and who like prided himself on being an Eminem fan. Like the same, like like arguing to the death with people over like Eminem over Jay Z. 
And now Jay-Z's got my number one spot objectively. Like, Jay-Z's, like, best rapper all time for me. Like, uh, without my biases towards Wayne or Drake or whoever. Or whoever I got biases towards. It's like, Hov has, is 50, and he raps, like, like, it ain't, like, it's like he's, well, he raps like he's 50, but it's just, it, the, the idea of the older you get, the, the worse you are. It's not just, with him. He, it's not with him, and it's not real. To me, at least, to me, it's like, that's the mindset of the artist. It's an artist-to-artist basis. I bet Big Daddy King could bust a bunch of rappers' asses right now. He felt like Facts. It. And look, that's something that Hove showed us is possible because of people, as much as me and you both love Wayne, Wayne and M couldn't stand the test of time. And, and that's just the, the God honest truth. And it's going to be interesting to see how Drake handles it, because I think he will. Drake's going to be fine. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Drake's no, be fine. 100. And I think that's going to put him in that conversation of he's up there. Drake, yeah, but Drake, the problem with Drake is that, not my problem, but the problem with Drake is that he does, he's so versatile. And that's, that's one of the things I pull from him is one of my direct influences is, is his versatility from Drake. And the thing with, with Drake is that um, is I, I, think, I, think he's, I think he's too pop. Like, we don't even consider, like, I, I, don't, I don't know if he's, I think he's too pop and, like, too spread out. He's too much of an artist to be boxed in as a rapper, even though that's how we know him from Jump. And he still raps better than most people. He still is a better yes. rapper than most rappers. It is what it is. That uh, loss was me. nuts. That and that's just the most recent. Don't at me. Yeah. yeah don't at me. <laughs> no, you're it's like you're talking to the right guy. Like I, I agree. Like, no, I hear you. I'm saying for anybody watching this who thinks Drake doesn't rap better than some of your favorites, it is what it is. He does. He got Common out of here, and Common is nice. And Common, is like he had Common. Com- Sierra, Sierra Williams had common uh, calling Drake Canada dry. Like, yeah. Drake... <laughs> That's the it part really bothers me when the gods get to acting like, bro, <laughs> Drake is bothered? Go somewhere. Go hide. <laughs> you, no. finna get a, you, finna get, you finna get platinum disc is what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. What a rough go of it. No, I... Oh, man, this is awesome. Okay, so I get your influences. We can... I, I hear them, but I hear your own sound. And I think just That's because of, of just because of the uh, most recent song that was just played, the world premiere, talk to me a little bit about that song, the creation of it, and just get me in the, in the studio of how Delta D's creates. Well, there's a bunch of different ways Delta D's creates. Um, we're going to get into the name Delta D's too soon, but well, the way Delta D's creates, it's very, it varies. Um, it goes a lot into the, again, it all goes back to forced, not forced, just letting things come naturally. So the beat for one of a kind, I heard a snippet from SJSB who produced it, who also works with Chris a lot because, you know, mutual, mutual love, mutual homies. And, you know, we've just, we've, you know, for about a year and a half now, we've been, you know, we, 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 we've, uh, connected and networked with a bunch of different artists. Um, and producers and SB was one of those people I met uh, sometime. I met S. I got connected with SB like like uh, summer 2019. I got connected and we just hit it off because he's a crazy. He's super nice. He's super nice with the beats. Uh, Lovers Leap is one of my go-to producers. He's great. Um, he's Louisiana. He la- he's in love. La- you know that's the big homie. 
and because he he'd be making bangers and Espy makes a bunch of bangers for me. We have a fun fact. I'll announce it here. Me and Espy have a, a EP dropping at the end of this month called uh, AO uh, uh, Where the Stems At. Hell yeah! So. A JSB produced Delta D's exclusively uh, EP called Where the Stems At. But yeah, SB, you know, he put a, we, we're in a group chat and he put the snippet in the group chat. I said, send it. He sent it. And so this, with a lot of records that way, what I do is I do the, I do the Wayne recording style. I'll just keep punching in every bar, yeah. two bars that I come up with. I'll just keep recording, just keep punching in whatever comes natural. And then that's what that's what came out. It really was it's really just like it's just almost like, you know, maybe there's some maybe there's some weed involved, maybe there's not. But sometimes, you know, it's most of the songs that you hear me create, I actually I'm I'm stone sober. I don't usually I don't get me wrong, I think weed is a great, you know, creative assistant, you know, for a lot of artists. It helps it's helped me create a couple of really good records, but that record in particular, I was just punching in. I was just whatever, you know, whatever was coming, whatever was my gut and like the first thought. And then, you know, you work out the clunkiness yeah. and then you just, and then you, and then you lay it, you know, uh, it, but it all differs. Like that's not my recording process every time. Like the, I'll take my time and, and write on pen and pad. I'll take yeah, my see, time I was gonna and, write, and I'll do notes in my phone. I write, I write, I write basically in every way you can write because it's like, some there's for whatever reason there's a different feeling to each style of writing like i get a different feeling from writing on my on on a notebook in a notebook i get a different feeling than when i'm typing in my phone and then when i get a different feeling of when i'm just uh free versing and just keep hitting record and just keep keep like you know yeah bar two at a time and i think it's i think it's funny because I think I have in my head, like subconsciously, I have an established, like, all right, so for the for the sentimental, like substance records, I'm gonna go on the notepad. I'm gonna go pen to paper, because this means more. For barring out and like when I just rap for 72 bars and just like and just showcase my ability to 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 you know be a lyricist, I type in the phone. But for those records where I'm where I'm there for the cadence and the flow and just like and making the auto tune cry, like I I do the I do the punch because they all require different things and I think that all those doing all those different things pull different feelings in you know inspiration from your from your brain. Yeah, and it makes your music feel a certain way. You you makes it, you get a feeling from yeah, it. Yeah, you I you make an emotion to come across. No, and I'm I, trying and I, at least. I think I think and I and I'll be the first to say that you can definitely hear that in your music. And one of the that songs of that time, I think though. you got hard off of the uh, let's see, because I have the I'm, I'm on your SoundCloud right now. Off of the Watercolors EP, the Make yep. It Soft, the Make It Soft joint is hard as hell. You hit them with uh. Freezing. Uh, you went in something about how you went in raw. That was the plan A, so I had to go get the plan B. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, okay. None of that. I, <laughs> I wish I could remember it bar for bar. None of it's written down. That's like that's free. Shout okay. Out shout out to Crayon Beats. Well, that's what I mean. That's the you know that's the uh, that's the punching in. Just every yeah. every bar to punching in. Shout out to Crayon Beats. He produced every record on there, and and he's also he's another producer that you're gonna see me working with a lot in the future because you know I'm just I'm just. I think it's super important if there's any artist watching this who needs some advice on like, you know, on, on, on developing your own sound, 
Like I give a lot of credit to Leap and SB and any producers that I've worked directly with, Crayon, like develop like people who make beats for you and like finding your producer that'll just build with you and just like fuck with you and just and show love and just, you know, collaborate at every chance you get. And I think that's super important because it helps you to develop yourself. Like you grow with them. They grow with you and you grow with them. It's like, it's like, if, especially when it's too, it's, it's like me and Leap or me and Espy, like we already bring a certain amount of talent. And then when you bring it together, it's just like, it's, it's just like when Hove gets with uh, just Blaze or like yeah. when, or like Drake when Drake gets 40. with Boy Wonder yeah. or, or 40 or vinyls. And then it's like, you know, when Wayne's with Manny Fresh, like it's like, it's all these, like every great rapper has a producer that you can or or a couple producers that you kind of tag along with them. It's like, oh, when those two motherfuckers get you busy, know time it is. they get busy. Yeah, yeah, you know, you already know. So it's like, yeah, that's. I think that's a that's you know, I think, and I think that you know, I never want to disappoint them when I send it back too. That's the <laughs> other thing. I never want to disappoint SB. Or like I sent, like I wrote, I wrote that record. I was like, SB's gonna fucking flip his lip and here's the shit. I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, yes. I was like, I knocked this shit. I knew I, I knew, I knew that it was solid enough that when I sent it to SB, he was gonna be, he was gonna be pleased. And I take 100%. pride in that. I've always took pride in sending my beats, sending the beats back to the producers after I get done with them and seeing their reaction to it. That's, that's part of it for me. One hundred percent. Uh, so okay, so I see a lot of tapes on the SoundCloud. Like you have the one with Crayon Beats. You have the one with music. Uh, music. Musicality. Yeah, musicality. musicality. Words aren't coming out right now. It's fine. Me and musicality gonna be working too. Me, me and musicality gonna be working. And see, my question shit. is because you have a lot of you. You got the project with SB coming that you that you announced on here. Yes, sir. When are we getting the? Cause these are album. EP, yeah. When are we gonna get the either there's an album, the album or the mixtape that's like the one that you're like, okay, this is the Delta. The D. one that I'm, the yeah, one that I'm like, one. okay, um. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, the, the the one that gives you I that feeling mean. like that this is the one. I feel like um, I don't know because I feel like the thing with projects is that I'm still not known well enough. To, to demand an out al- unnecessarily an album from. I feel okay. like I feel like Batshit Baby series is gonna be my is gonna be my uh it's gonna be my no ceilings. It's gonna be my my if that I feel like that's gonna be my series. Yeah, the one you like Bat carry Shit, along. Yeah, Batshit Baby is like um Batshit Baby two really set that standard for me. Like, that's the one. That one's hard as hell. Bat Shit, Bad shit, baby. It's funny because you know Black Diamond. Black Diamonds yeah. hit me when I dropped after he listened to Bad Shit Baby. He gave it a couple of listens through. Uh, the second Bad Shit Baby. He li- gave it a couple of listens through, and he was like, "I think he's like, I'm not sure, but I think you just made anime R and B genre. Like, I don't think anybody has done that yet." No. And he was like, "I think you might have just made a genre of like a like a subgenre of sat like." He was like, I've never heard no shit like this. Like in terms of like just taking anime samples and OST and just flipping it and just making it something. He was so I think that I think that we're gonna try to do because I think I'm gonna try to do something like that. I, or like, you know, because the key to it is this. Because anime generally has like a stigma with it and you know, and certain people who don't understand like don't get me wrong, a lot of you know, 
hip hop today is way more accepting of it. And it's 100%. Like it's, ingratiate, it's ingratiated a lot more. But the beauty of it is to not overdo it. And you see that that's the most, that's the highest critique of anybody who does any type of anime music is that yeah. it's over, like it's over the top in terms of like, it's just every bar is a, is a watch list. Yeah, no, 100%. So, it's me. So, Bastard Baby Two is me taking the premises of all the of all the shows that I'm flipping the OST from, and kind of turning it into like a story that's relatable to like day to day life shit. Yeah, like that's what that's what um especially that's what uh uh like either Blue Exorcist or you the Yu Yu Hakusho flip like those those specific Doctor Stone. Yeah, that's um, a hard one. My fear, my favorite song off that personally, Spirited Away. But Ooh, to go back okay. here, that was my personal favorite because I was that was like when I was like, oh, I finally learned kind of how to sing because like I was like, Spirited Away I, is tough. I think spirited, I, I I'm either Spirited Away, Kamitsu no Yaba, or Full Metal. Those three. I appreciate that, bro. Those three are my on my on my ones. And, and I think my, it's. Oh no! Go ahead. No, I was just saying it's my favorite. It's BSB Two is my favorite eight songs I've put out. Go ahead. Oh, and my thing, I was just going to say, because I think I'm glad you brought this in because this transitions to something I want to get to, but I want to talk more about the anime um, love for oh, when you get love. later. No, 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 no. My transition post the album thing was just, you all, I didn't want to bring up the fact that you, I don't want to call you an anime rapper or anime artist. Oh, yeah, because, because I think the other shit don't even sound like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're very Just versatile. a tool on the belt. 100. Just a tool on the belt. How? How important is it to you to make sure that you don't you don't want the stigma of being called a per se anime rapper, anime R and B artist, but you make it known that like I'm a fan and I am I'm a on. part of the culture. Same same way, same way. I mean, it's not. There's no. It's important to me when when you ask the question, it is important to me, but. Again, it's it always it's funny because it always goes back to the four shit. It's like it comes like I just do what comes natural and through that you don't you don't you like I I gravitate whatever the 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 number one important thing that I do when I go into a record for is represent the beat. Like I want to match the beat. I don't want to be talking about some shit that sounds like it shouldn't be on the beat. I don't want to do a cadence that doesn't sound like it should be on the beat. So, I try to match I that's why some a lot of my music, you know, uh, there's there's a there's the there's a smaller portion of it where it's like substance and I'd say about like a third of the music that I make has you know the substance and the and the messages and the and, and important specifics of things that I've personally been through and the reason why some some of it may be more general and broad topic wise it's more topical is because I'm trying to match the beat and what the beat makes you feel so I'm just trying to match that and I'm not trying to fuck that up. Cause I'm not trying to, I'm not trying, I, I just want, I want, cause it's the same org, it's like, it's, it's similar to like how Travis, Travis Scott don't be talking about shit, but it's all sounds it's a amazing. Feeling. Yeah, it's, it's a feeling. feeling. So I try to do a, a, a version of that, but then with like wittiness tied in and then some specific things and some like, you know, surface substance. And, you know, I try to tie a few things in, but that comes with, that comes with um trying hard in, in like, each different aspect and then finding a way to blend it yourself and then trying to find, all right, where do I stand in all? Where do I, where do I? So it's to, to specifically answer your question, it's not going to be that hard for me because to, to distinguish myself from that, 
from the anime from the anime thing just being like you know an interest that i have it's one of the things that i like it's one of the things the same way i'm able to to say hey i'm not i'm i'm not gangster or nerd i told the line yeah i told i'm not i'm not tough but i can fight i can i'm not an you're I'm a multifaceted not, person you're a human sit, being i was best friends with the biggest nerds in school and the, and everybody's favorite drug dealer in school and that's like i was like and those are still my friends to this day were the nerds and the drugs and athletes. I was cool with everybody because yeah. I don't, because that's like, like I like sports. I played, I played, I always play sports. I always, I love combat sports. I've, I've done, you know, kickboxing, karate when I was a kid growing up. And then, you know, like I've done, I've touched all the different, like I played sports with all the, with all the jocks at school. After school, we went to the fields behind the, you know, played football. I went, I played, I played video games with all my nerd friends. Like I did all of it and I fucked yeah. with everybody because I just fucked with people who was cool. Like who was good people at the end of the day. And so because of that, at any point I can switch to the roots that I get from, you know, being raised by tough street folk. And then I can go to the nerd shit because I'm, I'm also, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's all about being true to who you who are. You like, are. You're, like you don't have to just be tough. Like if you, you can, if there's tough people and that's who you are, that's who you are. Like, like NBA young boy is probably not soft. Yeah, like that's who but he he's probably, and he's, and he's probably not a geek. So I don't expect geek shit from him, but you just be so who you are. If you just being like, I'm just being me. And that comes with anime. Yeah. And that comes with love and anime. And I'm not, a, and I'm just not afraid to showcase it because I can fight. So, so, <laughs> so, and I'm just, and I'm not, but I'm also not on that type of time where I can't have a reasonable, logical conversation with somebody. And if there was a problem, we worked it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. all, it's all like, it's all love at the end of the day. For, and you're comfortable for with you and you're not, you're not, a, it's like, it's, yeah. for example. I don't like, have to be tied to one thing. Yeah, exactly. No, 100%. And I think that's what makes your music so great because even in the song that we premiered on the pod, like I didn't realize until listening number three, like the third time through first time I'm getting a feeling second time I get a sound. And then third time I'm checking for lyrics. It's like, Oh, he had anime bars in this, but it went so seamlessly that it's like, notice. Yeah. You don't even notice. And it's like, okay, he's telling this story, but at the same time for someone who's not an anime fan, they can get jiggy with it. But then if you're yes. an anime fan and you catch it, you're like, oh, okay, yes. this is fire. Yes. It reminds me kind of of how Lupe would use video game bars or how Wu-Tang would put in their kung fu. Because there's always been a comic book, kung fu, video game, that's anime how we can- connection. I am the singing Lupe. That's what it is. That's what it is. Because Lupe is, Lupe is, is straight as they come. Yeah. He's straight as, Lupe is as straight as they get. But he is a geek. He is a he is the most he is the most thugged out nerd there is. Look at Rizza and Jizza. That's why I love exact like dog, like these motherfuckers will spinning back kick your fucking melon off. Yeah. But but they'll also be able to haggle the plug on the on the on the pack cost. Yeah. And then they'll be able to go whoop your ass in Street Fighter. And talk about but, samurai shampoo or afro samurai or some shit. And talk and and talk about Lupin the Third. Like yep. it's like this is this is, but that's that's he's a he's a more severe degree of it because he was actually out in the streets doing like putting in work, putting in time in the 
in the streets and, and doing shit like that. But other than outside of that, like I, I relate to him on a lot of levels, you know, around that. And it's like, you know, cause I was raised with felons and, and yeah. you know, but the, I was raised by good people. They were just criminals. So it was just like, but I was, but it was like, it was always like, that was my example to not be that, you know, I was raised by a raised with and by a bunch of addicts. And it was like, you don't be yeah, like, you just see the work. You see the worst of it, whether it's people doing time, whether it's people just ruining ruining their lives for like for for drink or for for drugs or whatever it is, and you just see all the worst cases of it, and you see it happening to good people. Where it's like, if you could just get your shit together, yeah, you could just get your shit together. So that's why that's why because it's all I identify with all of it. It's all part of me. It's all part of me. That's why I'll never. That's why I'll never feel. That's why I'm. I like you know. I there was a there was a small time you know in high school and then a little, for a little while after where it was like you you're trying to get comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Because you're not even, you're not even, like, nobody's really sure of, some people are, but most people aren't really sure of who they are in, until a certain age. Yeah, until like you're 24, really 25, you gotta, you don't really know, yeah. But yeah. that, and that's what you're doing when you're 18, 19, 20, you're searching for that, yeah. who am I, how do I fit in this world? And I think that's, that's a great example of that. I want to ask you, how did you choose the name Delta D's? Where does that come from? So Delta D's, right? So I, like most rappers, uh, have gone through, well, not most, I won't say most. I, like some rappers who self-name, have gone through a million names. Some of them, not that great. Some of them, something like Lil Dill. Now, <laughs> that's not what's important. What's important is this. At one point in my high school career, the rap name was D+. Now, when I went to go upload my, I went to go make an account on Reverb Nation to upload my music because it was Reverb Nation before SoundCloud was the okay. way you yeah, just uploaded music for free. D plus was taken in every spelling format in every, like, it was like there was 75,000 of you motherfuckers that took my name from me. And so I had to do, I was like, all right. So I kind of like took something out of the Wayne book. I was like, all right, so I'll just be Delta D plus, whatever. Just off the top of the head. Yeah. Delta D plus. Boop. Make it. Everybody in high school, like anybody, well, not everybody, anybody who addressed me by my rap name, because my nickname, uh, Loke, my, so, you know, the real, my, my homies from around here is Goody. To the people that really know me that are really close because of my last name. It's the first half of my last name. My last name's Goodinson. Yeah. And, and so the first, my, my nickname to all my close friends is Goody. But anybody who called me by my rap name in school, which, you know, most people did because only my close friends knew my nickname, um, they called me Delta. They stopped calling me D+. They just started calling me Delta. It was Delta, 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 Delta. So it was like, all right. Then at some point, I just dropped the D+, and I was just Delta. Then when I went to go, you know, make my distro kit account and shit like that for uh, just putting music out on all the streaming platforms, there was 75,000 more Deltas. <laughs> Everybody was Delta and my shit was like, I was sharing the Spotify page with three motherfuckers. It was crazy. It was like, we were fighting over the profile picture. It was nuts. So we just kept like every other week, we just kept changing the profile picture. Like I would put up my profile picture. Two weeks later, I'd come back. They, one of the other Deltas that we shared a Spotify page, but they put up their profile picture and said, it was nuts. <laughs> it was weirdo shit. And so uh, I was like, I need something. And then my IG name was Delta D's. It was this. But I, I was just like, I was just fucking around, just making like a simple, easy IG name. Yeah. Like, so people, folks could find, could find me. You. 
and then I just made it. I made it the. Uh, I made it the real name with you know two words. I made it Delta D. So that's how. That's how we got here. That's how we got here with this name. And you know, oh, hindsight twenty twenty. I've been called Goody since I was twelve years old. I could have just used that because there's none. Because it's just G O O D I. There's nobody. There's there's Goody Mob, but it's a different. It, it won't come up. Like, but I get you algorithms. keeping that for your family and keeping that for you. It's your, a thing. Yeah, it is. But if but I think it was mostly just because I was dumb. <laughs> I think it was just I was stupid. I was a stupid kid. I was like, no, I need a different name. Need like, a it different. can't be something my friends call me. <laughs> like, but that's exactly what it should be. It should be exactly what your friends call you. <laughs> but like, if I could go to thirteen-year-old me and just because I had the beaver mop at the time and just fucking grab myself by the bolt cut, <laughs> I was just the fucking dweeb, just goody, just goody. Goody. There's no other goodies. There's none. There's none, at least not the way you spell it. So it's like hindsight 2020, bro. It is what it is. But I, I definitely like, I think your name sticks out with you 100%. Also, there's a good marketing thing that I think you should think of and try okay. to make an anthem for the sorority, the Deltas, the, the, the females. Make them an anthem. And I, you laughing, but if you do that, I swear to God, those women will put you over the top. I, trust me, bro. Like, that's something you don't, you don't have to say nothing because I don't want you to say nothing on camera. Just think of it, keep it in the back of your mind. And if it happens and it works out for you, just know your boy D Wits, young boy Lyndon, told you what was going to cut. No, 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 I I'll talk to a couple of my Delta homegirls. Home like, Ask I have a couple homegirls who are in Delta. Who are in Delta. Like, I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll see what's up. I'll Let them know. Because they, they, they would fuck with that. Hell yeah. They, and then they, I'm not going to no, take a little No, women are sound. so important. Women are such important fans. Like, if you have, like, male fans. like are, I, They suck. They're finicky. Women, women fans go, and that's no disrespect to the men out there because I love y'all. But women fans take it to another level. And they really support, like, they'll it's support 10, you in the devil. It's still... 10,000 aunties right now playing R. Kelly's music. One, bro, mom, and look, I love my mama, but I had to get on her ass. She came She's, to my house like, the other day jamming R. Kelly. Very cool. Yeah. She made I Believe I Can Fly. So it's what it is. We're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, okay, so another question that I think is important that I ask you. How do you feel about being a white rapper? Let's talk about that because I want to get that. I want to get that out the way. The stigma of it, in the sense of how po how Post Malone and it, how some people consider Post Malone a culture vulture, but some people yeah. consider Mac Miller, rest in peace, the god. Like you know what I'm like. There's a difference. Yeah. How, how, talk to me about well, about that. You know what the difference is? It's the difference is sincerity. It's the difference is that facts integrity. It's integrity and it's sincerity. It's like you listen to an interview. Mac Miller has never even come close to saying the shit that Post Malone has said about hip hop. That's the difference. It's the difference. And the other difference is that my mom's side of the family is mostly Cape Verdean. I grew up with mostly black people. Like my great grandmother is black. My grandmother's black. Um, you know, my great grandmother, my grandmother's light skin, but my great grandmother's clearly black. Cousins are all black. My aunt, aunts are black. Like it's like I grew up, I grew up. I don't want to say I grew up black, but I grew up with a lot more of a black experience than a white experience. 100. But because I, because I watch my family and people that I held close get dealt injustices that comes with being a black person in this country and felt <clears throat> and felt the powerlessness of it with them. 
and felt the helplessness of it with them. I've seen my, I've seen my, I've been in the, I've been in the car seat in the back seat with my cousin while she was driving, got off a highway, cop pulled over and said, basically said the short version of the story is, what are you doing here? You're not from here. Go back to where you belong. Yeah. Like, cause she's black and she got off in the wrong neighborhood. That that's alive in Rhode Island. So I can't imagine, you know, and so I can imagine that it's alive. Just, it can be alive anywhere. And so, you know, I've seen, I, I have a, I have a better understanding of the black experience than most people that look like me. And so I've always treated it as kind of like my responsibility to educate my friends who look like me that don't get it. So I've always tried to be a bridge and I don't want to make it sound like I'm laying claim to it. I'm just saying like, I feel like that that's, that's, that's part of your responsibility as a person that they'll listen to because people that look like me will listen to me. No they might not listen to somebody that looks and like I my thank cousin. You, and let me say this just to stop you. I thank you for doing that. Like You don't got to thank me, bro. It's the right thing. It's the right I, like thing. I said, I like you more and more as we continue. And, that, and that's something that I, I try to communicate to my, to my white friends. It's like something that it's we different. need y'all to do it's because different. there's people that look like y'all that won't listen to us because we don't look like y'all. And, it, and it's if y'all really it's love so, us, it's tough. It's something y'all have to it's do. Tough. Like I have to, even my, so my dad, you know, that side is like all Italian. Yeah. So, and he's, and he's 60. So he comes from us. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. Not prejudiced in the least bit. Loves everybody. He just has a certain way. He th- like he'll, because he comes from he a different era. Under, he doesn't, he doesn't understand police brutality until I explain it to him. Yeah. He doesn't understand how they can abuse their, he doesn't understand. Uh, he doesn't understand why, why, you know, there's such a heavy, heavy, dis- I have to explain to him, like, there's a distrust in the police because, not because they might necessarily, like, in an entire precinct, the entire precinct could be good cops, right? A 12-man squad. There could be one guy on that squad who's bad, and if the other 11 guys don't do nothing about it, that's a bad cop because they're allowing him to abuse his power. On More top money. of that, they have, on top of that, even if there's no bad cops, they have the capability and, 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 and uh, privilege to get away, and this includes black cops because black cops have been doing like the dude who, got, who just got recently shot on Facebook Live was. I think it's gonna be a closed casket. Now knock your f- yo, yeah. That shit gets me twi- like over a like you just killed a twenty two like a twenty some year old kid, and the first thing you say standing over his dead body is, I guess it's gonna be a closed, closed casket, cast. and that's yeah, a that's, black police officer. That's so they teaching up. you to do it to your own, and that's the fucked up part is that they teaching you to do it to your own. And that, and on top of that, it's like, so what I was saying was, it's the, it's the capability. It's that they could, they could all be good cops. Tomorrow they could wake up and feel like being dickheads and do a bunch of egregious shit that they can just get away with. And it's like, so that's where the distrust comes from. I'm never going to be disrespectful to somebody that doesn't give me reason to be. I treat every person, a per- but it's also at the same time, you're a fucking stranger with a Batman utility belt and a firearm on your waist. The fuck, how, like, how am I supposed to trust you? Yeah. How am I supposed, like, you have... An array of weapons on your hips. How the fuck am I like? How stupid is that? With such no, you should trust them. You yeah. should trust that like they're police or they're there to protect you. They can wake up tomorrow and feel like not protecting shit and just mm. feel like being egregious. No, one hundred percent. That's what it is. So it's like I, I, and I see like people like my friends that look like me. The other thing is this, like so, I have the when I say I come from a more probably a more black grow up ex- growing up experience is because my second, third and fourth, fifth cousins are like my brothers and sisters. Cause we all grew up together. We all did like, it's a huge family and it's tight. My dad's side of the family, the Italian side is a small family 
and they're so far apart. Like people hate each other. It's like there's no, there's not a lot of love there except amongst siblings to each, you know, like whoever's brothers and sisters with whoever. There's you know, there's unity there. But in the in in at least my family and my experience, and I feel and I find that that's a thing in more you know black families or just families of minorities in general, like Asian, Hispanic, like your cousins. Whether they're second, third, fourth, or fifth, you're gonna grow up with them like your brothers and sisters. Sometimes you can sleep in the same on the same floors together and shit. It's like, and so because of that, I go to bed at night sometimes with the fear in the back of my mind that you know whenever I see the cases pop up on where the the kid who got shot in that in that police chase or the or the or dude who got shot in his own house by that female police officer in Texas, Eric Garner, I go to bed at night sometimes worried that you know there's when those cases pop up, it's like. Tomorrow I could wake up and my cousin Jeremiah could just not be here for for a fucking five mile an hour speeding ticket because he went to go get his license and registration and the cop thought he was grabbing a weapon. Yep. Like my white friends don't have that fear because they have black friends, but they don't know that level of it's different when it's your blood and that's the part and you love that person like like your like your like your like you came from the same womb. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. I think you answered that question. Perfectly, and I and it's it's not what you that. say; it's how you say it, the tone of your voice, how you see your emotions, and everything. There's no way anybody could tell me Delta D's is a culture vulture. I ne- I'll never listen to it as long as I live because the sincerity. Oh, they could they could tell you it just it's just you know, it's false. It be, it it's not true. true. And then if you hear about your influences and how much you know about hip hop, you care about the of what is known as hip hop culture. It's important because it's like it's like, and I know speaking of hip hop culture, there's a there's a there's a clown running around that's like it's disgusting. Yes, there's a clown running around and we and we allowing it because it's too many fourteen year old fucking white kids in Connecticut that's that's supporting this shit. It's but, true, but we gotta understand. We gotta understand that that at the same time, it's like you know what he did. What he did. He did what he did. And if if you know if the if the cards. It's, if the cards are laid out on the table for him to not be around for much longer and somebody's going to go get him, then somebody's going to... If, if the cards are for him to be alive till he's 89 and a bunch of 14-year-old white kids want to support him till then, I mean, that's what it is. But we gotta, we just got to make... As a culture, as a culture and, and I think that word is used a little bit too broadly today. Facts. It's a little too broad. But we have to understand that who's supporting him is not who supports those ethics and morals who don't come that. and some people and some people feel a, even some people who come from those morals and ethics feel like you know he might not necessarily be wrong because he wasn't he wasn't bred like that he wasn't brought up like that he wasn't but he was brought up in those areas though it's like it's a big mess is what it, it is no it's a big high mess it's, it's and, it's, big, i think you're right when the sense of you can't we can't get mad at, at homie getting his bread because he gonna get his bread it's like Right. Don't pay any if if you feel a certain way about it. The best don't way to do it, it is to just leave yeah. it alone. Let that be. You want something to go away? Leave it alone. That's Facts. why I can't. I can't wait till I get haters. I can't <laughs> wait because my name going to be my name going to be like look because some there was a I listen I listen to a lot of different you know artists podcasts and they give you a lot of game for free. You listen to like I I hate to promote another podcast on your podcast, no, but it's, you know it's one of the biggest hip hop. The biggest hip hop podcast in the world is what Joe Budden's podcast. Oh, I'm, biggest, I listen like, to that weekly, bro. He get they give you so much, regardless of what you feel about Joe Budden. They give you so much free game on that podcast. And to, if you listen to that, if you listen to today's episode, they were talking about it. 
They were like, dog, as long as your name is in those algorithms, sponsors and brands do not give a fuck. If your name is in those algorithms, then that's, that's what your value is because that's how many people that's going to be paying attention to you. That's how many times they say your name. That's dog. how many times they say Candyman. So, so you ain't going to fuck my money up by hating on them. You're going to get me in more related tracks. You're going to get me in more. You're going to get me in more algorithms. Whoever you follow and whoever follows you, I'm going to end up in their algorithms. And I'm not going away. So I hope you angry, angry tweet me all day. I'm going to mute it. I'm never going to see it. And you're just going to put me in more, You're just going to give me more money. And I, and I love you for it. I love you. I kiss you on your forehead. <laughs> 100 <laughs> percent all right brother this is the time where we're gonna get into the rapid fire questions this is the time where we're gonna discuss some other stuff i want to ask you before I, I jump heavy into that though give me we got to talk about some anime because people would of be course, upset absolutely. at me if we didn't with some of your favorites let, let, let's get into it some of my favorites so some of my favorites would be full metal alchemist um food wars is actually one of brotherhood my brotherhood or non-brotherhood where, where are we going with this I love both, but Brotherhood's my my preference. I love both. I've seen both. Seen both. Um, of course, it's like you ask. It's questions like these. Demon Slayer. So, so I'm just gonna go with the recent ones. I mean, Inuyasha. Aside from recent ones, Inuyasha is like an old, old but gold. Like Dragon Ball Z is obvious. Like, like the goats are the goats. It's like Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto. Those go without saying. But like shit that you know might be more particular. It's like Inuyasha. It's like uh, it's like Full Metal. Both of them, both the Brotherhood and in the in the original one. It's like Demon Slayer. Uh, My Hero's great. Like I love. Like there's a Black Clover's been you know been pretty good. I'm starting to what I'm starting to do is I'm starting to read a lot of the mangas now. I'm starting to try to like. That's what I've been I doing more these days. Um, I'm trying to think. I like yeah, that you I said, said Food Wars. Wars. I I fucking love Food and Food look, Wars is. Food Wars is up there, bro. It is it's so good. Like, it's like, really good. If you're a battle shonen fan, like if you come from the world of Naruto, yeah. Dragon Ball Z, you might not necessarily want to give Food Wars a try, but you just... I didn't. Get, me neither. Didn't, and then and I look, did. and I loved it, man. The story is just impeccable. It's one of the reasons... It's one of the reasons why I'm like more open to shit now. Same. Like I tried that and it was great. So I was like, all right, so now I'm just gonna... Like, I can't miss out on shit. I remember when I got on the demon, I was on the Demon Slayer wave um, for the anime, at least, like first time it came out, I was like, oh, because it was just promoted on VRV. It was like, oh, new anime, uh, Demon Slayer, go check it out. First episode's out. I saw it and I was just like, I'm in. I was like, I buckled up. I was like, well, however long this ride is for, click, bitch, I'm, I'm in it. What are we yeah. doing? 100%. I'm in it. I'm in it. Who would be so, your favorite yeah. uh, anime main character? Anime make favorite anime. I mean, it, it's it might be Edward Elric. Solid. I love that choice. It might be like it's hard because it's like, of course, you could go with again. You could go with Goku, Naruto. You could go with all. But I think like outside of the goats that are solidified already, that's like again. That's like if you ask me who my influences are: Big Daddy Kane, Rock Him, Oh, just shut up! If you don't shut your ass, like it's like. <laughs> Yeah, those are the legends. Edward Edward is probably my is probably I fuck I fuck with that answer, man. I love I love Full Metal. Full Metal is in my top five. It's in my top, and sometimes I even say top three. It's just the story, the comedy, the only down on Titan before Attack on Titan. One hundred and the politics. 
I like the politics more in Full Metal than Attack on Titan. Politics is, yeah, the politics is crazy. And like it to me, the only downside I give to Full Metal is the fights aren't as pristine as some of the other battle shonens. Yeah, they're just they're they're good fights. They're good enough. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. 100%. 100%. Love Roy Mustang. Love. When when Mace Hughes died, I wanted to shed a thug tear. Roy Mustang's a like, monster. <laughs> yes, yeah, when he was just doing that snapping I shit. shed one, for sure. <laughs> that was my, oh man, I my love that. My tears aren't even thug tears. My tears are just, I <laughs> cry like tears. a fucking yeah. baby, like a newborn. I cry real tears. I'd be, I be fucking chest, I'd be fucking knees to chest, just <laughs> in the fetal position, just letting the waterworks good, good, good go. It's just, it's not... It's not becoming of a man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I love this, man. Okay. Favorite food? Favorite food? Fuck. Pizza. I mean. Pizza? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I like get some it. Pe- I like some Pete's, bro. I like some fucking. And y'all have some of the best it- pizza around where you're at. Like no, around Lafayette. Not we Rhode have- Island. Oh. Not that- Rhode Island. Damn. We have good pizza. We have good pizza comparatively, but then you go to like New York and it knocks your dick in the dirt. And it's like, well, fuck. I just like, this is, I eat trash at home. It's like, <laughs> I eat dog shit pizza. Don't get me wrong. There's a couple good spots. There's a couple really, really good spots. There's like Caserta's. There's a few joints because we have good Italian food. That, so okay. when you're dealing with good Italian food, you do get some really good pizza. However, when you go to where the Italians live, which is in fucking New York, you go get you go you go get a fucking slice off. You get a slice off a truck, and it's better than anything you've ever had back home. Like for forty dollars, one hundred percent. Like man, when I went to New York and I ate pizza because my pops from New York, and when I went there and right. I ate pizza, I was like, bro, pizza does not taste the same here. Lafayette, it's not these, the same. these Cajuns not don't. The same. They can do gumbo. They can do all this, but y'all need to let that pizza. They go up go. to New York. They go up to New York and have a fucking heart attack. They go on a cardiac arrest if they fucking went up to New York from, from fucking Louisiana. And had some real like, pizza. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Okay, we got favorite food, favorite movie or TV show. Give me some of the things you watching. Ozark. From recent mem- memory, Ozark's up there right now. So good. Um, and I didn't and expect the, Jason Bateman to be able to do that drama role, especially after watching Arrested Development and seeing him become from the comedy background. Yeah. But Jason Bateman, he's been like, he's a, the thing with Jason Bateman is he's a child actor. So he's mm. got to like, See, I didn't just from that. a craft. So, yeah. He was in the original Goonies, I think. Um, Real? Yeah. I, I, I could be wrong, but I know he's, I know for a fact he's a child actor like i know that for a fact so like um that just lets me know like if you've been in this business if you've been in the acting business for that many years you gotta have range you gotta have a certain amount of range at least and then he murdered no pun intended he murdered the ozark role um i'm so i'm on the last kingdom right now on netflix i'm on the last season of that I'm, I'm i'm catching up on season four of that that's a really good show it's a viking show um it, t- it takes, yeah, it takes place in like the ninth century, eighth century. Keep game because um, my because my Viking show is is Vikings, like the Vikings is, show. Vikings is 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 probably better, but I enjoy the story more of the Last okay. Kingdom. I'm a peep game. Yeah, I mean, and, and one of my favorite, and again, Full Metal is probably one of my favorite teams because I could just go back to it. You can, yeah. that's one of those things you can just go back to. It's just it's it's really good, but um, favorite oh, movie, Breaking Bad, one of my favorite. Favorite movies. Favorite movie. One of them is Bruce Almighty. Um, another Great one would comedy. be. Yeah, just when you talk about movies, I mean, Spirited Away, obviously, is like up there for a movie. 
Um, I remember when I when I was a kid, I would religiously watch the Digimon movie mm. like a lot. That was like great. A lot. a lot of my childhood was like was like like I didn't watch. I don't. It wasn't until like I got older and like Netflix was like a thing for streaming. Until I started watching like all live action shit, like I just had a bunch of like you know like just anime. a bunch of like anime or or like I watched Family Guy and shit like that. Like I just wanted to. I either wanted to watch anime or I just wanted to laugh, bro. At the end of the day, because it was like because when you deal with a certain amount of serious shit in life. It's like, all right, I need to get away. I need to get away from that. And here's my entertainment. My entertainment is all like supposed to like most of my music is more lighthearted. Sometimes I get into the dark shit, but that's why. Because it's like you deal with you deal with a certain amount of dark shit. You don't want to stay there. Yeah. Okay. Ass man or tit man. We ask it to everybody. (laughs) Ass man. Ass 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 yeah, majority say ass, but there's nothing wrong with some tits. But but I'd rather have a girl with a no, big booty cool. and no it's tits cool. than big tits and no ass. Yeah, if you had to choose, yeah, you had to choose. I I remember once I remember one time somebody one of the uh, older homies told me uh uh tits are for kids and ass is for men. <laughs> so that was pretty. That was always. I ain't never heard funny. that, but that's gonna stick with me because that's a good one. Yeah, that's a real good one. Holy shit! Okay, yes, real. Sir. All right, next question we have. If you could go anywhere on vacation when Corona's over, where would you go? Oh, if I could go anywhere on vacation. And it's paid for. You don't have to worry about anything. I'm going to the DR. The DR. All right, real. The, the Dominican. DR. Hell yeah. Okay, I fuck I'm with that. Because I've never been. I've been, to, I've, been to the, I've been to the Caribbean. I've been to the Caribbean. I've been to... Uh, I've been to a couple places. Is you know I've been to Mexico. Um, I've been to. I'm going to Vermont this week. Really? Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to Vermont Friday. Just you know, the family vacation house. Go kick it over there. Get some of that. But, le- um, isn't weed legal there? Or is it Massachusetts? I'm, I might be tripping. I, Massachusetts is legal. Vermont. I don't know. I don't know if it's decreed. It's gonna be in there. I'm gonna have it. It doesn't really. Count, <laughs> yeah. you know, allegedly. It's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. We I don't mean, know what's going on. I mean, but look, quick tidbit about Vermont. Just I, if I kill my Vermont fan base, all two of you that have computers in Vermont, <laughs> I want to say the last time I went to Vermont, I went to Vermont last year, right before the, the start of the 2019 school season. And I went to the, so where we stay, it's kind of in the, not in the mountains, literally, but it's kind of in that area. And then mm-hmm. because the nearest uh, store is like 10 miles. Oh, shit. I went to the stop. I went to the stop and shop over there, which is like our like fucking just uh, chain grocery store, like where you can get everything. And I walked in and I was just, you know, I people watch. That's one of the things I do. That's one of the things you learn from, you know, growing up for, with people from a certain background is you just learn how to people watch and just watch folks. Makes you better at storytelling at too. Partially, a little bit. And so I'm just looking around at folks and I'm like, all these, these are the ugliest people I've ever seen. <laughs> these are simply like mountain people. Like mountain people, like people get on Southerners for like being related. No, mountain people are related. They all have the same last name. I guarantee it because they have never seen in a, just a, a collectively uglier, more just more. They're animals. They're not people. They're animals. They're fucking. They're just. It's like a bunch of tree stumps walking around in the in the fucking frozen section. Ooh, I'm disgust. I'm just. I almost vomited in aisle six, and so. And it's, it was it was appalling. I came back home and I saw a seventy eight year old Italian grandmother in the fucking corner store, and I was like, "You look like a model compared to what I just came back." <laughs> You're a fu- you could be on the maximum cover in a one piece swimsuit compared to what I was just looking at. Jesus, mountain, pe- 
Mountain people are fucking gross collectively. A lot of you. I don't care. It's the truth. <laughs> That's it's hilarious. The honest. It's the honest. <laughs> It's the reality of the situation. It is what it is. Hell yeah. Okay. It be what it do, don't it? <laughs> 100%. Okay, so the final question, we ask this to everybody. If you are the writer, producer, director to the Delta D's movie, how do you want it to end? How do I want it to end? Yeah. I mean, it goes without saying, you know, financial stability like you want generational wealth everybody does that goes without saying i think just like an understanding of where i came from like in terms of like not like literally where i came from like i could give a fuck if people know i'm from Rhode Island descent like where i came from as a person like what what i what my what my intentions were as long as it came as, as long as that my peers like on my if as long as the peers that are alive on my deathbed can say that I was like the people I respect can say that I was like, you know, you know, like night, like great at what I did. And like, you know, and like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, there would be plaques to show, of course, in the, in the perfect mood, there's plaques to show for it and shit like that in the office. But it's just at the end of the day, bro, I just want, I just want people to have, enjoyed at least the time like i want like i i want to to i never want to be a, a tough hang i want to be i want to i'm not the life of the party but i want to if somebody the biggest compliment is is like is like somebody like being just fun to be around just as a part like you can go to them and you enjoy just the conversation that you have with like it's shit like that like that's how it ends for me where it's like like it was never questioned where my where my heart was at where my intent was at what what mattered most to me like that who I was as a person never to be in question that's how I want I mean the career is the career careers come and go you can change careers to I could be a I could be a mechanical engineer tomorrow and then the next day I could decide to be a fucking plumber it's like careers can change who yeah. you are for the most part, unless you're working on, you know, certain aspects of you and just certain trauma, who you are for the most part is what matters most because that's what, that's, that's, that's networking. Because yep. when you just, when you just touch people in a certain way, pause, when you just touch people a certain way, you know, and it's, it's like when, when you, when I've had those interactions with certain people that just stay with me, it doesn't matter how long we go without speaking. When we talk, it's always the same. Like we never, like it never, like it never left. Like that's like, like I have that really, like that's a great relationship to have with Platon. Like having that relationship with the opposite sex is super important too. Thanks. Like, but yeah, that's, that's, um, that's how I want. Like never, like my person, my character, my, my values, my morals, all that, all, all of that, you know, that area of, of thinking around me to never have been in question and to, you know, and to that, and for that to be like, cause that's where I, that's at the end of the day, that's where I hang my hat. It's not cause I'm just bald and I finally got in the house and I can take it off. It's 100%. Not no, it's that, because that's how I want to leave. That's how I want to leave it. That's, that's an amazing answer. And I, cause like you said, that's all that people, that's what's remembered is how you were to people, how your um, intentions. If and, the and baby quit tomorrow, if the baby quits tomorrow, half the shit we remember him for is snuffing people. They're like, <laughs> we just fucking, 
He's just fucking a three-year-old just cried too close to him. And just all of a sudden, an elbow was dropped in the grocery store. Just wham. How are you? The fuck is you talking about? I'm the only baby around these parts. It's just like, bro, you don't got to just, you don't got to punch the driver, bro. You don't. It's okay. We're not trying to hurt you. We're not, nobody's trying to. But that's what happens when you got to kill two motherfuckers in a Walmart. That's what happens. You just yeah. start punching drivers. You just punching, punching cabbies. Like, all right, 52, 26. And then all of a sudden, it's just right hands just coming at you from all angles. It sucks. That's fucking That's hilarious. What happens. That's what happens when you have to kill people with your daughter with you. Yeah, man. Oof. Thank you so much, Delta, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, man. Thank tell the people me. where they can find you at on social media and tell them where they can find your music. You can find me at Delta D's, one word, for my at on everything on social media. So just Delta D's, that's everything. Delta, it's two words on Facebook. It's two words on all the streaming platforms. So Delta D's, two words on all the streaming platforms. Delta D's, one word on all my on all my social media. That's where you can find me. I am on every streaming service, whether it be SoundCloud, iTunes, I'm everywhere, baby. And so, uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on, I'm not, I don't have an account on TikTok yet. We're working on that. 100%. But my my music is on TikTok. My music is on TikTok. If you wanna, if you wanna make, if anybody wants to make some challenges, if anybody wants to, you know, no, do you want to on TikTok to my music? Go ahead. It's all it's all available everywhere. Available everywhere. Go buy it on iTunes too. Facts. Yeah, I'll go support my brother Delta D's. Bro, uh, real quick, final thing before we get up out of here. When when can they expect the one of a kind yes, to sir. drop? One of a kind will drop with uh, where the stems at at the end of this month. One hundred. So it. it will drop on the. I'll tell you. I'll tell y'all this. I don't know what the date is off the top because mm, calendar don't have one. It's twenty twenty. So, uh, <laughs> two, so whatever the last Tuesday is of this month is where where the stems at is dropping. Y'all be on the lookout for that because I where cannot the stems at wait. Produced exclusively by JSB. Shout out to SB. Thank you again, Delta, for coming on the pod. We really appreciate it. I'm going to get up in here and do the Thank closing remarks because there's no bros who ball this week, but we'll yes, finish sir. up the pod. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say shout out to Delta D's for coming on to the pod. That was an absolutely amazing conversation. I'm super, super pleased and thankful that you came on the podcast, my brother. Y'all be sure to go follow Delta D's and make sure you check out all of his music. Super, super dope. Y'all got a taste of it with one of a kind. And I know right now we usually do bros who ball, but the guys were working so hard. Not a lot of sports stuff. So I gave them all for the week. Next week, we'll be coming back to talk. LeBron versus Jordan, the the GOAT basketball conversation. We're going to have an NFL draft. We're going to have another NBA draft and have some other sports topics to cover. But I want to say for all the artists listening, if you want to be featured for the song of the week, please email us at think all capital, think at outlook.com. Email us and you will be put into a folder of song of the week submissions and I and me and the guys, we choose every week a new song. So if you don't get chosen, for example, for the people who sent this week, if you didn't get chosen, you will be up for next week's song of the week. And depending on who submits and whatnot and how we feel about the song, your song may get chosen. So be on the lookout for that. Please be sure to send submit that. Uh, also, uh, you can follow me at LimbyWT. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. New episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. We were joined by Peter McGinn 
uh, host of the What Do You Say anime podcast. Super, super dope episode. Me and Chris had an amazing time with Peter. That was a great, great episode. If you haven't checked out the latest episode of Bros Who Binge yet, be sure to do that. Um, trying to think. And that's about it, man. Make sure you subscribe it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. If you're subscribing to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave a comment for us. We are not asking y'all for any money. We don't, we're not, we're not doing that because we're not at that stage yet. We will let you guys know when we want to ask for money. But until then, we want, we're doing this for free. We're doing this because we love to do this. We would be doing this no matter what because we love to do it. That's why money's not important. But what is important is you guys showing uh, the algorithms that you support us. Not that you show us because we know you support us just by listening. But by showing the algorithms, it allows for more people to discover us and it allows for our fan base to grow, which allows for the community to grow, which allows for more amazing conversations. I know so many friends or people who've become friends due to this podcast and due to you guys, the listeners. Without you, this wouldn't be possible. So I say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening each and every week, whether this is your first time listening, whether you listen every week, or this is your last time, I have to say thank you because I appreciate every single one of you. You guys are family to us and we absolutely appreciate it. But that's all the time we have this week. Oh, oh, real quick. Be sure if you have a question for either the Bros Who Think podcast, Anime Talk, or Bros Who Binge, you can tweet at us at Bros Who Think. You can tweet at me, LynnBWT. You can tweet at Schubert. You can tweet at Krissa. Or to make it simple, you can go to www.broswhothink.com. On the homepage, scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll see a question submit box. Put your first, last name. You can make up a name if you don't want us to know. Put in the subject line, put which show you want to ask the question for, and then put your question, and we will answer it on the next episode of whichever show you request. So please, please do that. Remember to subscribe. And yeah, man, if you're an Anime Talk fan, check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk. If you're a movie fan, be sure to check out the most recent episode of Bros Who Binge. But that's all the time we have today for Brooklyn, for Delta D's. My name is Lyndon. You guys have an amazing weekend. Please be safe with states opening up. Please be safe and be smart. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. But until then, doses. What you want? Pop, drink the mazel tov. So I can't talk. Remember how we hit it off. I hit it raw. And you woke up and hit the blind. So you was gone. Baby, I was just sleeping, dreaming, thinking we can do this every week. One time for the bros who think.